Xbox On. Hey everybody, welcome to Xbox On episode 200 and what is it 234 for the week of november 23rd 2023 happy thanksgiving if you're listening to this the day it releases of course it is thanksgiving maybe you're on the way to grandma's house or you're on the way to your in-laws house and you're thinking god damn i really wish i would just die right now because i don't want to have this day with my extended family but hey at least on the car ride over you can listen to your favorite podcast xbox on where we can talk about all sorts of nonsensical things and they can add just a little bit of sunshine to your otherwise grim holiday now i'm here with a very special guest this week. Can you guess who it is based on the sound? Hang on. I'll, I'll show up for a second so you can listen in. Yeah, if you guess Cronky, you were right. I'm here with Cronky this week for a different, something a little different. You're, you can already tell things are different. We didn't do the regular intro here. We're doing a special Thanksgiving extravaganza. At the time of recording this, I'm in the process of moving. It's a big holiday. There's no news going on right now. So I figured let's do something a little different, a little special. And so we are, uh, we're doing uh, an extravaganza, which we'll get into in a second, kind of the rules of what we're doing. It's not a regular news-based episode. It's a fun one. So hang on a second. Let's introduce Cronky, and then we'll get we'll get into what what all we have planned for today. Cronky, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much for having me on. Yes, it's weird when you have your brother talk to you like he's like a, <laughs> some special personality that you've invited to come on your professional podcast. But yeah, I mean, obviously, you're probably the most well-known character in the uh, in the comments section because you've been there since. Pretty much the beginning, along with uh, what Dead Captain James, and then that one guy that used to basically threaten to kill me if I didn't like the video games he liked. He's gone now, but there's that guy. <laughs> so, yeah, the audience likes you. The audience talks about you sometimes. I feel like this is appropriate to have you on the podcast. Uh, okay, I'm looking forward to what we have planned today. I've already briefed you kind of on it. I did a bad job of briefing you on what we're doing today, but I think you'll have a lot of fun with it. I think the audience will have a lot of fun with it. So, I'm looking forward to uh, talking about what it is we're doing today and okay, uh what are we doing today oh yeah th thank you i've been drawing it out until you'd asked so okay so we have a little bit of a game to play xbox currently has roughly 36 teams under their umbrella now with activation blizzard king being a done deal obviously they have bethesda it's been a thing for a while and then back in 2018 they did their whole slew of acquisitions including um including uh, uh obsidian and all those good guys um so we got a lot of teams under the Xbox umbrella, and I thought, well, you know what? Everyone likes to rag on why why is this team making this game? And why is this guy, you know, why isn't Phil Spencer doing this? And if I were in charge, I wouldn't let 343 make another Halo. And everyone's got their little armchair, what they would do if they were in charge. So I thought, you know what, wouldn't it be fun if we did a if you were Phil Spencer, if you were the head guy at Xbox? What would you do? Well, if you could take all the 36 roughly teams, it's not exactly. I think we're technically missing Activision Shanghai. I don't know if they count, whatever. And uh, you're basically assigning a project to each of these teams. So I got a little bit of synopsis for you to kind of set the stage, and then we can elaborate on it and just jump right in. So here's the synopsis. It reads, Phil Spencer, Matt Booty, and Sarah Bond celebrated a beautiful Xbox Thanksgiving meal together. But, in a, but a jealous Jim Ryan poisoned their food, causing them all to fall ill. In their absence, Satya Nadella has tasked none other than you with being the sole CEO of gaming so that the, so that the Xbox ship can continue its smooth sail onward. While some of the teams have released games in recent histories, many of the Xbox teams have not put out a single product in either a long time or in their entire existence as part of the Xbox family. With this newfound responsibility thrust upon you, you must assign a new project to each and every team that comprises the Xbox Bethesda Activision Blizzard King family. Choose wisely, choose passionately, but whatever you choose, just know that the internet will crucify you for it. 
Man, Bethesda, Activision, Blizzard, King family does not roll off the tongue. They have got to simplify that. Agree to disagree. Yeah, and no, I, I, I still stand by that Xbox needs to slowly and eventually just fold everything under Xbox Game Studios, but whatever. Especially because Activision, Activision's name is just a big name, but it doesn't really, like, there's no passion or love for Activision, you know? Like, you could eventually just make, make Treyarch an Xbox Game Studios team and no one's going to feel, like, betrayed, you know? Yeah, wonder. it's like COD Blizzard King, really. It's not really Activision. You might as well. I mean, I can under, I can kind of understand the Beth- keeping the Bethesda name around, but the only name they have that really deserves to live on is maybe Blizzard. You know, kind of like how Disney is like Disney yeah. and Pixar. It's because Pixar is Pixar is actually better than Disney, so you need to keep Pixar alive. So I feel like Blizzard kind of elicits that response to where it's like everyone loves Blizzard. They are like a them as a whole entity is a brand unto itself. And yeah, they're probably the, the as a brand, they're probably the biggest part of Xbox as far as like studios go. I, I would argue that they probably are the most well-known and well-respected. Well, it's Xbox. just that anything that comes out of Blizzard, which can be a lot of games, is, is just synonymous with quality minus Overwatch. So I feel like... Even Overwatch, though, it, it's a high-quality game. People have their gripes, but then it's still... Moving on. So it. here's the deal. <laughs> we got... You and I both <laughs> uh, went to games. I'm not about to let someone talk well of uh, Overwatch on my podcast. No way. We both pulled the same Games Radar article in a in a lazy um, rush to find out what a comprehensive list of all Xbox owned teams looks like. And so we both copied and pasted the list in their order. So that is if you're wondering why is he talking about this team after this team after this team? Just know it's because we copied and pasted the list from Games Radar. So yeah, we're starting off with the king of Xbox. What I still consider the crown jewel of, of Team Xbox, even though I think many, many, many would assume that or would say that's no longer the case. Um, and then we're just going to kind of go in order. So I'm going to let you since you're the since you're the guest, you're going to go first. 30 seconds to a minute. Explain what project you're assigning this team and then you kick it to me and then I'll do 30 seconds to a minute and then we can like go back and forth on each other a little bit before we have to move on to the next team. So we'll try to keep it, you know, 36 teams. We've got a lot to get to. We'll try to keep it relatively quick and get the pace going, uh, which is always a challenge for me, but hopefully you can help keep me, uh, keep me grounded with this. Uh, One last thing I want to, I want to just reiterate in case the synopsis didn't make it clear. The assumption is that every game these teams have put out exists, but every game that hasn't been put out. So for example, we know playground games is making fable. That doesn't exist in this world. We that's because that game is not actually out. You have to assume that that game never existed. It was never announced. No one knows about it. And everyone's wondering what is playground games working on. So again, another example, you know, we, we all know that machine games is working on an Indiana Jones game in this scenario. Indiana Jones was never announced. We don't know anything about it. We're all wondering what's the next game for machine games. So that way it gives you kind of full reign to do whatever the hell you want. You can be serious about it. You can be goofy about it. Just have fun. Okay. Are okay. you ready or do you have any questions? No, I, I, I'm good to go. 343. Okay. Starting with 343. Okay, so actually I would give them two projects because I'm, I'm, I like to overwork my teams. Um, so first of all, the Battle Royale that the community has been quote-unquote saying is rumored. I haven't heard anything from official sources, but people keep saying it's happening. Um, the Battle Royale, let's make it happen. People keep talking about it because they want it, number one. And number two, it kind of makes sense. Halo Infinite feels really good I, I could see it in like uh, an apex legends kind of context so halo battle royale and i can't believe i'm saying this but bring back the armor abilities from reach and halo 4 only for the battle royale 
but it would make sense to have a jetpack or to have the grapple hook from infinite or whatever right let's let's bring back the armor abilities and a halo battle royale the other project is totally out of left field let's separate 343 from halo for a second I think that 343 has some of the best cinematics and storytelling of the first-person shooter genre. So let's let them have free reign to do some kind of like Mass Effect-style big RPG grand epic thing. They have full freedom to make an original thing, but let's let 343 just go wild to make something crazy um, with the only context that it's just a big, grandiose, epic adventure. Um, That's kind of my idea for 343. Yeah. I like that. The only thing I got to say about that is if you do something like I, I, I get your idea and I'm in support of it, like putting like the Spartan abilities and stuff it, as different abilities within the battle royale. But then then it starts to have the COD effect where all those features and in, in, in uh, gameplay mechanics start to poison their way into the campaign mode and the multiplayer mode. And the, uh, before you ha- before you know it, everything's war zone. <laughs> Yeah, and that's that's fair, but if you don't do that, I think the game is going to get too samey and people are going to stop playing it. It has to be something that's constantly changing and evolving and adapting. No, I I agree. I think it's an interesting choice to have them do a battle royale, but uh because what I oh. <laughs> what I have planned for 343 is very different. It's not a battle royale. Um because I want 343 to finish what they fucking started. I think it's ironic that they are they took Bungie's franchise that ended with a with a game which which marketing campaign with its marketing campaign being finished the fight and then they uh then they proceeded to tell a whole new story where they couldn't fucking finish their story uh so for what I, what i want for 343 is to give halo its destiny the taken king moment i want halo infinite to still be worked on i don't want them to move on and make halo 7 i want you to take the next couple of years restaffing 343 getting the right team together getting the vision in place uh continue to work on Halo Infinite's multiplayer as they've been doing a great job of lately you know new maps new seasons all that and then in about 2 years just stay super quiet in 2 years have a big ass Destiny the Taken King moment we're like boom here is the reinvention of Halo Infinite this game is still going to stick around we're still going to invest in it we're still going to have more story campaign content we're going to have new multiplayer modes and continue to double down and basically it's going to be like a sequel within a game and then this this expansion will tell more of what was supposed to happen after halo infinite while continuing to kind of address stuff that was supposed to happen after halo 5 kind of in the way halo infinite does where it fills in the gaps a little bit but not really like kind of just alludes to halo 5 kind of Dig a little more into that. Move the story forward. Tell us about this new enemy faction. Also tell us about what the fuck happened in between Halo 5 and Infinite. And, uh, you know, you know, don't don't start something without finishing it. That's all I'm saying, you know, so that's that is my one and only hope for for 343. That's my that's the task I'm going to put on them. It's funny that I didn't even think about that. But yes, more story. Finish the Halo 5 story and ended on a crazy cliffhanger only to just kind of skip that and move on to a new thing was just absurd so yeah I, I i like it i like it i can't wait for the next halo game to literally just ignore halo infinite and do to halo infinite what they did to halo 5 and so we can just keep filling yeah. in the gaps <laughs> through some fucking books that only seven people will read but yeah anyway that's yeah. The, I feel like that's kind of an easy one obviously it's an important one but it's an easy one it's it's there's no right or wrong answer i think either way if you went with your thing or my thing people just want them to put a fucking you know, Put a needle in the halo arm and inject some dr- adrenaline in or something. Um, all right, let's move on to Alpha Dog Games. For Alpha, for those who don't know, Alpha Dog Games 
is a mobile team. So, yes. yeah. Yeah, so just for reference, their most notable game is Mighty Doom. Uh, came out, I think, a few months ago. It's actually not bad. It's 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 kind of fun. I, mean, I, I played a little I bit. It's fine. I, yeah. had, I had a fun 10 minutes with it. Exactly. So in the vein of Mighty Doom, I thought, why not? Why stop Halo at 343? Let's do one of those, you know, the Halo Spartan Strike, Spartan Assault, those twin stick like mobile games that they made. I think why not let them take a third crack at that? I actually had a lot of fun with both of those games. This seems like a team that already is halfway there. Mighty Doom's not twin sticks, it's single stick because you only move, but add one more stick and you've got one of those Halo games. So I'm 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 there for it. I, I, I think they could probably pull that off and do a great job. So that is my vote for Alpha Dog. Nothing super creative. Um I'm sure you'll have something better, but yeah, I would let them do one of those Halo mobile games. That's actually a really good idea. I love twin stick shooters and obviously I love Halo. So I I, I want those games to be good. I actually don't like those games. I played the first one was also available on Xbox. So I played there. And then the second one was like only on Windows phone and PC or something. So I played on Windows phone and I I actually think both of them are kind of boring. Like they get old real fast. So I would love a proper. Yeah, I would love a proper Halo twin stick shooter because I do love that genre. And I think Halo's really, really ideal for it. So this is a cool one. I like that. Even if it's more like Vampire Slayer or something, that would be really just really fun to have something like that in Halo mix. Um, yeah, so for Alpha Dog games for me, um, I, the, I literally wrote see uh, Toys for, for Bob for further details. Uh, Alpha Dog games will work with Toys for Bob. So <laughs> wow. we will we'll put a pin. We, you'll see. You'll put a pin in that and we'll get back to it when we talk about Toys for Bob. OK, all right. Fair it's enough. a mobile. It's a mobile team. It doesn't fucking matter. They go from making coin slot freaking casino games to making ports of freaking ps2 games it doesn't matter they'll make whatever it doesn't matter it's all just match three puzzle games <laughs> they'll, be, they'll be fine all right arcane studios i don't know how you did this but i broke them up into two teams and two projects oh wow so I, I did not I, do that oh i count arcane as two teams so you, you, you go you go ahead you start yeah so let me get off my soapbox for a second because i i love arcane i'm not gonna preach here um okay so arcane is fantastic they make these great immersive sims like bioshock like prey dishonored Obviously, they didn't make Bioshock. I mean, games like Bioshock, like Prey and Dishonored, um, just fantastic stuff. Now, I think the thing separating Arcane from, you know, making great games and making something on the scale of Bioshock is Bioshock, the draw of it is the world. It's like this crazy underground city with like, or underwater city with like big daddies and little sisters and crazy splicers and these powers and stuff, right? So, while I prefer Prey the game, I think what they're missing is that kind of iconic world. So I want to see Arcane. I don't really have a specific title for them. I want them to make something original, but I want to see them try to capture a world like Bioshock. Create something that has a world that you're going to say, wow, that's so creative. That's so original. I would have never thought of a universe like that. And do what they already do. Fantastic. That gameplay where I can go anywhere and do anything if I'm creative enough to find a way to do it. Take that great gameplay and apply it to a world like that. Create something so original that I wouldn't have thought of it. Um, stop relying on Dishonored. <laughs> Don't make another Deathloop. I love Dishonored and Deathloop, but for God's sake, they're not resonating with the audiences. So make something new that will capture the audiences. So kind of a cheap cop out but that's, that's actually <laughs> that's actually not too far off from what i put although i think you elaborate a little further uh, i i broke my arcane into two 
two teams since uh, technically they make they operate separate teams. So the Leon is the Leon, I think that's their French team. Um, those are the guys that make Dishonored and Deathloop. So I'm basically putting one team on a risky new project and one team on a safe money making project or or attention getting project. Um, so I'm putting Leon on Deathloop too. So as boring as that is, it's safe because it's going to continue to at least build that clout and that respect that critics and fans have come to have and associate with Arcane, which right now the brand needs. Um, so Deathloop 2, that one's a safe win for them. And then for Austin, which is the the team that made Prey and most recently Redfall, um, I said what they need to do, considering that Redfall screwed up their reputation so bad and made them burn through so much staff that they, that, you know, so many important people that they used to have at the, at the team. I said what they need to do is basically restart from scratch and build their team back up. So what they need to do is build a proof of concept, something like what you're talking about. I think same, along the same lines, go for something that, that comes from the heart. It's like a super big passion project. It's all about building a really interesting world and leaning into like what Arcane does best with a like that kind of, I don't even know how you want to describe their worlds, like the kind of gothic horror-ish, but not necessarily, not scary, obviously, but you know, like kind of creepy twisted worlds they build with their, uh, what, what's that? What do you guys call yeah. it? Stuff immersive sim style mechanics and, and and build something like that and make sure you can that it's something that like speaks volumes to like the uh, I guess I don't know what Arcane is known to do so you can attract back talent that you've lost as well as new eyes and in talent because um, right now that's that's going to be their biggest hurdle is just they they don't they don't have anyone and right now it's so hard to get people with everyone being gobbled up left and right. It's like teams are being laid off left and right, but also new teams are forming like crazy and it's going to be hard to get this kind of, this kind of personnel back. So they need to do something like that. Draw from their successes, avoid multiplayer, avoid trends because that's what got them into trouble with Redfall in the first part. Yeah. So yeah, just basically something to get them back in the spotlight is what I said. So I I was also thinking along the lines of Prey or Bioshock. Yeah, and I, look, I love the idea of another Deathloop. I, Deathloop was one of the most fun games I played in years, but um, yeah, no, I, 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 re- I respect it. I know, I know a lot of people probably just want Dishonored 3, but yeah, oh, man, I would love this it. This is what you get. Under my <laughs> leadership, this is what you fucking get. Shouldn't have, shouldn't have poisoned Phil Spencer's turkey if you wanted a something else anyway let's talk <laughs> let's talk about Beanox. what do you what are you giving to Beanox? okay so Beanox, for those of you who don't know who they are they are today they're cod support um they also make some ports of other games to different consoles historically they made like double a like movie tie-in games like the b movie game monsters vs. aliens they made some of the spider-man games like shattered dimensions right yeah th- so this really is the kind of studio for a lot of people yes Spider-Man this is I, this is the kind of studio we all miss but from when we were kids and you'd get the, the movie games and the tie-ins and whatever. So I love this. And uh, I, I didn't know some of the original instructions for this. So let's just say I pulled Indiana Jones out of a hat. I, I just, you know, I came up with that idea all on my own. But I would give them Indiana Jones. Uh, I would say, hey, guys, let's make an Indiana Jones Dial of Destiny game. Okay? <laughs> because yeah. that's all I want Old is indie. that that era back you know i want my peter jackson's king kong game i want my indiana jones game i want my movie games i want my budgety garbage fill game pass with that kind of shovelware please thank you Vinox. that's that all. stuff would do so much better on game pass and also because none of those games are gonna be as shitty as they were 15 years ago that's the other thing it's like so true things are so different now in the world in like the post batman arkham world 
where like there's going to be so much more as long as it's not tied to a movie and forced to be made in like 18 months there's going to be so much more like excitement and, and skill put behind the game and it's going to come out better i don't know yeah that's a that's a great one i love that kind of stuff and Binox, yeah Binox is a really difficult developer to to put them so you know to choose where you want to put them because they've had so many different paths and there's so many ways you could use them but that's a good one for sure and they haven't made a game in so long because of cod yeah did you see the new indian jones movie i i actually didn't um i i don't know I've, I've struggled getting to the theaters the last year or so i thought that movie was so much better than it got credit for I, as someone who as someone who's never been an indiana jones like obsessed fan as someone who just like oh they're fine i watch them all they're fine i thought this movie was so much better than it got credit for anyway doesn't matter um for Beanox, yeah I, I struggled with this one a little bit i think i changed my response to this one three times but uh i ended up on guitar anytime i'm bringing back a brand i'm calling it reborn so they're on guitar hero reborn (laughs) Vinox. and before you ask why the fuck are you putting them on guitar hero it's because there aren't many teams available left to put on guitar hero and there's no way in hell i'm gonna let xbox own the guitar hero license and not make a guitar hero game so Binox, you're on Guitar Hero Duty. They've worked support roles on Guitar Hero games in the past. Uh, I think they did like the DS ones, actually. I don't know if they ever worked on any of the, any of the main entries. Maybe they did some of the Wii versions. I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, someone has to do it. And all the like Red Octane, all those teams are all long gone um, and never soft and stuff. So Binox, you guys are the closest thing we have to a Guitar Hero developer. So we need you guys to bring back the glory days. Make me feel like I'm 13 again and uh, make me feel like I'm cool learning how to how to play the orange button um on expert mode so yeah guitar hero reborn that is a great answer but so that i don't feel bad can we make indiana jones a guest character in guitar hero (laughs) yeah yeah instead of like in guitar hero 3 where you like play against like tom morello or slash it's like indiana jones (laughs) he's just whipping bitches on stage his guitar is shaped like a snake (laughs) Uh, god Guitar Hero characters always look so stiff and shitty. I hope he looks like that. Um, anyway, okay, so that's Beanox. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, next up, we move on to Bethesda Game Studios. So this is probably one of the biggest ones. Yes. Um, yeah, what did you do for Bethesda, the, the Starfield guys? So I could talk about this one for hours, but I'll try to do 30 seconds instead. So Fallout 5, without question. I, I'm a bigger Fallout fan than Elder Scrolls or Starfield or whatever. I love Fallout. So Fallout 5, let's do it. And my dream fallout is number one, New Orleans. Okay. We all loved the Far Harbor and Point Lookout expansions for Fallouts 3 and 4. That's basically New Orleans anyway. So let's do a New Orleans expa- uh, game. And in this one, can we finally. So in Skyrim, when I make a character, I can pick do I want to be a human or a lizard man or a cat person, right? Let me do that in Fallout. Let me play as a ghoul or a super mutant or whatever I want to be, or a synth or something, right? Give me those kind of choices and make or New Orleans... Yes, or a simp. Yes, I'm a simp for Bethesda. So yeah. give me that kind of freedom, make that kind of detailed world like in Elder Scrolls for Fallout 5, set in New Orleans. It'll be awesome. Let's do it. That is so funny that you mentioned Fallout because uh, that, that goes against everything I'm about to say so much. Oh, um, no, he's going to give it to uh, Fallout to Obsidian? <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, no, yeah, I'm not predicting. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, for Bethesda, I said they should go ahead and make Elder Scrolls 6 because following <laughs> the 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 audience's disappointment with Fallout 4, followed by the the world's disappointment with Starfield uh, because people have bad taste in games, 
now we need to go back and just do Elder Scrolls Six. This is kind of like what we're doing with uh with with Arcane Austin, where it's like we just need to repair the image and the brand. I think people are so fucking monkey brained about Skyrim that if you make an Elder Scrolls Six, it's kind of like you know it's like that nostalgia fuel. It's like that fucking saturday morning breakfast cereal that kids need in order to feel like they're in the 80s again so just give them the fucking thing they want make your elder scrolls 6 put them back in skyrim put them in all of tamriel do whatever the hell you want to do make your elder scrolls game so the people are shut up and they're happy again and then you go back and make starfield 2 because they were wrong starfield's great and it's going to be even better the second time <laughs> around and maybe this time you can expand upon the traversal system and, and how the ship and give us those aliens works and give us those aliens we want it what, what are the aliens Oh, well, like they alien. kept hinting at it throughout the entire game. They were teasing aliens and then they never showed wait, up. Wait for the DLC. Wait for the DLC. Uh, I guess that's um, kind of a spoiler. I should shut up. Huh? Um, but yeah, so that's that. That's my plan is the, the problem with Bethesda is games take way too long to make now for them to not only do two games, this alternating franchise thing like they used to do with Elder Scrolls and Fallout, but yeah, to no, then complicate by adding a third into the mix. <laughs> it's too much. So you got to cut something out. And in my opinion, for my money, I think the weakest thing of the three franchises they work on is Fallout. Not because Fallout's a bad world, but because I think someone else does Fallout better than Bethesda, according to what everyone else thinks and says. So might as well. I I think everyone would agree unanimously Bethesda does best at Elder Scrolls. So that one is, is a given, right? And then it's what? You cut out Starfield and go back to Fallout? No. I want Starfield. I love Starfield. You, you've given me a little bit of that crack, and now I'm addicted to it. So we need to keep Elder Scrolls. We need to keep Starfield. And then fallout's going somewhere else so focus on yeah. two and that's it that that's fair i just i don't want to do that to another team i don't want to take another team and say hey you're not allowed to make these things that you like and are passionate about anymore i want you to just make fallout i don't want to do yeah. that to an unmentioned other team that we're probably shouldn't shouldn't have put shouldn't have put so many laxatives in matt Booty's <laughs> cranberry sauce then <laughs> all right <laughs> fair enough fair enough <laughs> all right um moving on blizzard entertainment so this is a big one a this is one. another soapbox moment all right we both grew up with blizzard we both you know I, I know you didn't play it as much but our, our older brother had a ton of their games when we were younger and we played a ton of them I and played a lot of warcraft 3 yes warcraft 3 we even played a little starcraft 1 and warcraft 2 some diablo 2 we, I, I loved blizzard and i have watched blizzard deviate from that studio i loved as a kid so you got a couple options with blizzard you can one shut them down out of anger um which is probably not a great idea um because i'm a disgruntled boomer on on blizzard or let's get warcraft 4 starcraft 3 going come on guys warcraft 4 picking up where warcraft 3 the frozen throne expansion left off forget all this wow stuff overcomplicating it um because to this day, I'm still salty that, you know, you had Arthas, the Lich King, this crazy character. And if I play WoW, I can make a panda monk, get him to max level, and go one-hit kill Arthas, the Lich King. You know, wow, what a great ending to his story that I just go one-hit kill him as a panda. Like, it's an insult to a really great game. So let's pretend WoW doesn't exist. Make a Warcraft 4, make a StarCraft 3. Um, Actually, everyone's really happy with the say of Diablo, so I'm going to shut my mouth on that one. Keep doing Diablo the way you're doing it. Everyone else seems happy with it, so that's good enough for me. Um, I actually like Overwatch 2. I, I don't have much hatred towards that. That uh, uh, Warcraft mobile game is fine, so I, I don't actually have too much hatred towards Blizzard. I just want their RTSs back. They were the kings of it, and then they stopped, and it's sad. All right. Well, you're going to hate. Actually, I kind of lament that we both played it so safe a little bit because I'm going to kind of echo what you just said. 
Um, I also think they need to go back and make Starcraft three. Um, but first I put Blizzard Entertainment will cancel and delist Overwatch as soon as humanly possible. <laughs> um, disassociate with any fan made internet porn. Deviant art. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the thing is, my, my first my first reaction was, oh, yeah, Blizzard, let's um, Warcraft, Starcraft um diablo they're so good at creating new ip let's let's let them make something new and then i and then i remembered oh yeah the last in two IP years they made, <laughs> actually the last three ip they made in a row it, it, what was it it's so it's overwatch heroes of the storm and uh what's the card game what's the card hearthstone. game hearthstone hearthstone although Heart, i don't have beef with hearthstone yeah that game's actually kind of fun heroes of the storm and overwatch i'm like okay no we're not doing this we're not doing this no more <laughs> new ip for blizzard they're going back to their roots starcraft 2 let's make it happen yeah, you know, in, three, rather. in Overwatch, <laughs> do you know that the, the girl D.Va, who's in the mech, her canon oh, story is that she was a pro StarCraft player. Like, that oh just hurts. That I just hurts. Hurt I want to hurt myself. I want to hurt myself. Uh, I wish I had oh. some of that freaking stuffing, too, that made Sarah Bond <laughs> blow chunks out of her ass. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> wow. What have I been eating this week, everyone? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, I I really wish you didn't tell me that. Uh, she's <laughs> top three worst Overwatch characters, next to the fucking concerned ape or whatever that guy is. Oh um, my god, I hate him. <laughs> okay, that's so funny. So, so Blizzard's making StarCraft three. Overwatch is no more, and we're feeling pretty good. And we're on to Compulsion Games. What do you what do you say about Compulsion? These are your uh, we happy few guys who have yes. still not put out a game under Xbox's ownership, despite being acquired in 2018. They really still haven't proven themselves at all because they've never really had a AAA budget or staff. So the game they're working on right now, South of Midnight, it's canceled. It doesn't exist. What are you making? Yeah, I mean, as per our forum, there is no South of Midnight. So um, Compulsion Games, I actually am one of those random people that thought We Happy Few was amazing. I absolutely love that game. So what I really want is We Happy 2. Not actually a sequel to the game, though. I really want them to... We Happy Few, I don't know if you know this, was a Kickstarter game. Uh, mm -hmm. They had no budget, no anything, and they just made it with what money they could get from crowdfunding. Um, so I want them to take Xbox money, staff up, take another crack at it, the same idea for a world, but take it in a new direction with AAA budget, money, time, staff, talent, and uh, give us something absolutely amazing in that exact same world. Or alternate idea, um, I would be comfortable with them having something like a, trying to do something like a portal kind of game, like some kind of puzzle, goofy adventure thing, because they already have some of that kind of tone. They're very goofy. They're very fun. Uh, they're very distinct. I don't know if you've played Contrast, but they, they also do kind of puzzle stuff pretty well. Um, Contrast so I, is like a puzzly platformer, isn't it? Correct, it. yeah. So if they were to do something like like a portal, some kind of like puzzle adventure game with like a lot of humor, dialogue, story, I, I could get into that too. But We Happy 2 or something a little bit more unique, I'd be okay with either of those. Just don't try to take them in a mainstream direction because I don't think that's where their talents lie. As long as none of the characters are based on like fans <laughs> of some other Xbox character. Oh my god. Massachusetts number one fan fell into a vat of toxic rubber duckies. Jen Taylor herself is the character in the game. The voice of Oh Cortana. my god. <laughs> oh my god. And she just wears blue tights everywhere. Oh my god. Uh, anyway. Yeah, I I feel like compulsion's a really hard one because um I played I played 
uh, We Happy Few for maybe two hours and really loved the first 20 minutes of it only. And I just I feel like I'm not qualified to really speak on this team and what their strengths are. But what I get solely from their box art and the trailer we have of the never to be released South of Midnight is that they are capable of making a game that is an action adventure game with some platforming. That's main draw is very simple yet fun action adventure gameplay with an infectiously charming world and unique characters. And if that's what South of Midnight is, then that game can we can do that game. I know it's kind of a cheap move to bring that up, but if that's not what South of Midnight is, then I want you to do an all original game. That is that I like the kind of um, what do you want to say? Uh, what are they? Double fine style art art thing they have. There is something that's like slightly double fine about compulsion games in yes, a way. Very much. And I feel like they can maybe they could be like uh, double fines uh, like lookalike or something if they maybe take a little bit of what they did with their first game and mix it with a little bit of influence from something like psychonauts. But as long as they do humorous, charming and compelling world building, I feel like they can make something simple yet fun. That kind of like Jack to, uh, 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 what am I saying? Psychonauts style, like, you know, like age 13 and up style at action adventure game. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think there's a risk with some of these compulsion undead labs kind of studios of like, oh, now that we're owned by Xbox, let's make a triple A crazy game. It's like, well, you know, guys, you do something really well. Let's not deviate so far that you're just a complete, you know, gamble, like shot in the dark, whether or not they'll be good at making a triple A title. So yeah, I agree. Find the fun, focus on that. Don't worry so much about, yeah. You know, yeah. the next Oscar bait PlayStation game. Yeah. Shots fired. All right. So next up is Demon Ware. <laughs> I Have actually you... have an idea for this one. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. This. So we were just saying before we recorded, this is you were mentioning this is basically just the networking code guys that that make Call of Duty run like butter and make the matchmaking and everything operate. Yeah, so, so <laughs> Demonware is hard because they're not actually a game studio. I don't know why um, they were put they on this list. They probably shouldn't <laughs> technically be on the list, yeah. Yeah, but they are a studio, right. I guess, um, that is owned by Microsoft now. So, yeah. they yeah, they make networking solutions for games, including Call of Duty. Um, so I, I actually do have something to do with them. That works really well in Call of Duty. These guys are clearly good at what they do. You know who's not good at it? Uh, the Coalition uh, in 343. Gears oh, that's, 5 exactly, and Halo Infinite. <laughs> that's exactly what I put. Exactly really? What I put. Yeah. Those games, like, their menus feel sloppy. When I'm joining people in Gears 5, sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes we just can't play together because it just won't let me join someone or I'm lagging out of their thing. Uh, I, I have issues with Gears 5 and Halo Infinite on this, and I, I really think that Demonware can fix that. Um, so, yeah, apparently I'll let you say the same thing again. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I literally just wrote, these are the COD multiplayer guys that make it work well. Please, for the love of God, 343, help them out. They need some help. That that's is so literally funny. what I wrote. So, yeah, so that's a, I, I have nothing else to say. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's hilarious. I guess that means that there's well something. Going it's on actually there. it's actually a great asset for Microsoft be, or for Xbox yes. because Xbox has always been such a multiplayer focused um, publisher. So it's it for them to have someone like this is actually very beneficial. Yeah, I agree. They they have a lot of things that aren't flashy. People don't talk about, but like they've gotten several engines through all these acquisitions that I think are very valuable. 
Um, yeah. And yeah, things like networking solutions. Yeah. I, I mean, for it, it, listen, if you're the publisher behind Halo, the Master Chief Collection, this is not a bad get. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay. So moving on, Digital Legends. Uh, this is one I forgot that I one time knew for five minutes who they were. This is a team based as Spain, a mobile team that is working. They they worked on some actual garbage. They actually, apparently they've been around forever. Do you know on their website shows, they actually did the mobile port for um, Battlefield Bad Company 2 for yes. iOS. Do you, <laughs> I can't, so I, <laughs> I forgot about that. And I saw it on the website, I was like, holy <laughs> shit. Uh, anyway, they, they're currently working on Warzone Mobile for Call of Duty because, yeah. Yeah, it's it's funny that you say that they're currently working on Warzone Mobile because for them, I put, since that they make these mobile shooters and things like that, um, if we're moving away from the tr- current COD Mobile, um, I, I know that that's currently the trajectory, I would let them do the next Call of Duty mobile game uh, if it is Warzone Mobile, if it's whatever it is. Uh, that's exactly where I think that they belong. Um, I I guess you could apply that to any other of these IPs as well. You could do a Wolfenstein mobile game or a Halo mobile game, whatever. Um, But I I think Call of Duty makes the most sense. It's probably the biggest brand. So that's what I would do. Yeah. COD Mobile is really good. It's just sometimes you can really feel how Chinese it is. And I only mean that in the sense of like (laughs) cosmetically. Like, I mean, it's just like fucking vampire knockoff anime girls running around shooting and like, how the fuck is this Call of Duty? And they're like <laughs> running. They're like running alongside like David Mason from Black Ops. And you're like, what the hell is this shit? But the game's actually fun. Like they do a great job with COD Mobile. So I, I don't I don't know. I, it, it would be nice if at least, you know, this team could aesthetically get Call of Duty's mobile efforts back into a respectable place. <laughs> yeah. yeah that, and- that's kind of what I put them down for as well is just do more Call of Duty mobile efforts. Yeah, and I really want to give a hats off to these kind of teams because, like everyone, I, I kind of wrote off mobile gaming for years, and then I came back to COD Mobile, and it was actually shockingly fun. So yeah, that that's not to like you know crap on any of these teams, but yeah, I, yeah. I, I agree. Yeah, the the lesson I've learned the past couple of years is that there's a lot of good stuff on mobile. Yeah, <laughs> surprisingly sure. these days. Uh, but yeah, I with the mobile teams, I'm gonna put less effort into them, and I don't care. Uh, yes, because they I don't care. Uh, anyway, we're moving on to Double Fine Productions. This is a big one. Uh, maybe not so much for everyone else, but to me, I just have a lot of respect for Double Fine. So, yeah, what did you what did you put these guys down for? OK, so Double Fine is like your modern day of what Rare was. Like no fucking way. Ago. OK, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> um, so I am not putting them on Banjo-Kazooie, if that's what you were about to say, though. Uh, instead, I want to say, let's do what was the natural evolution of what Rare was, right? It was the PlayStation 2. It was your Jack and Daxter, and it was your Ratchet and Clank. Mm. And Ratchet and Clank was fantastic. And I think the modern Ratchet and Clank games have kind of lost some of that magic. So I want to see Double Fine step in, do something like Ratchet and Clank, and kind of bring that spark back, bring that magic back. Um, uh, that, that's what I would probably put them on. Uh, I, I'm assuming what you were going to, what you were going to suggest maybe is not what I, where I went with yeah, that. I, thank God. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah I would say, um, I would say bring back a Ratchet and Clank style game. I, I I'm okay if you obviously deviate it, deviate it, make it your own flavor. But I, I, I think that platformer shooter combo is actually really fun. Yeah. That, that age as well. It's still good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I really thought you were about to say what I was about to say. I was like, how the fuck did we come to the same conclusion? <laughs> I, I, I like that response a lot, just especially because I've always kind of considered 
um, like games like Psychonauts one to be very much in the, maybe it's because of the time it, it came out in, but it's very much in that pool of like Ratchet and Clank, Jack and Daxter. Yeah. So um, yeah, Double Fine is kind of an adjacent team to like old Naughty Dog and Insomniac and stuff in, in some ways. Although Double Fine ended up being like a high quality mainstream indie. And then, yeah, the, uh, they they occupied a weird space. I agree. Yeah, but I, mean, I think we're about to see a lot of that change for them now that they're Xbox. Um, anyway, for yeah, so I was also thinking of Rare. I was thinking the thing about Double Fine is they they do have some great IP, but now they got money, they got they got Xbox backing them. They can do whatever the fuck they want. They can do something a lot bigger like than Viva Pinata. Well, yeah. So I, I don't want to. I, I genuinely don't even want to see Benjo because if we come back, I just feel like it's a it's a place and time thing, and I just want to leave it alone, and let it die. But there is one old rare game that I think would kind of be up Double Fine's uh, alley. The thing is, you say the, it. The caveat is you have to really change the sense of humor to make it work. So I think Double Fine humor, Double Fine creepy world building, that kind of Tim Burton style thing, and then you apply it to Conquer's Bad Fur. Yes. <laughs> it's called Conquer Reborn, and it's it's perfect. You take Double Fine's <laughs> sense of humor and replace that kind of like British style rare humor that old Conquer had, and it's perfect for today's world full of fucking hot topic Deadpool loving kids. This is such a good – it's such an easy win. I feel like Conquer could be – it's it's such a quip like you could have so many lines that like people would be like oh, i played conquer i know i'm gonna say that that one thing from conquer and try to like own it like the way people always quote like anchorman or deadpool or shit like that like this is this could be one of those games so take double Get fine british voice conquer. actors because then you'll you'll win over a massive audience just based on that alone yeah i, um, I don't okay. know I really, it's it's but the only cav- the only other thing is it's kind of hard because T- tim schaefer is also like one of those like savant type peoples and i feel people and i feel like you can't you can't force a pre-existing ip on him he's gonna be like no i'm doing my own thing yeah actually but. he's he's one of those ones you know how like we just lost i think what pete hines i think if you lose tim schaefer then double fine is basically worthless um yeah. so yeah he he is definitely an important figure i love this i love conquer i love it so much i didn't the only reason i didn't bring it up was i just figured no one will know it but listen if you're out there and you have an xbox go to your store right now Get Conquer Live and Reloaded, the remaster of that game, on the ex- original Xbox, and go play it. You will not regret a second of it. It is amazing. That's it. Soapbox over. Cool. So Double Fine's making a Conquer game. Conquer Reborn, because everything I'm bringing back is called Reborn. All right. And that takes <laughs> us to High Moon Studios, which is probably the last one where I think we're both going to have the exact same answer for. But yeah. For why sure. don't you go ahead with High Moon? So High Moon, I love it. I love them to death. Uh, for those oh, of you that don't know, yeah, they made um, Transformers War for Cybertron, Transformers Fall of Cybertron. If you go back pretty far on PS2 and original Xbox, they made Dark Watch, was, which was like a Halo 1-inspired first-person shooter that was like Dark West, vampires, stuff like that. Um, and I want more Transformers. They did a fantastic job with War for Cybertron and Fall, for, Fall of Cybertron. Let's do more of it, okay? More Transformers. They were amazing at it. Why did we ever take them off and put them on Call of Duty support? It's it's honestly tragic. More Transformers. That's all. Yeah, so I, I did have the exact same answer, but just to expand on this a little bit. So High Moon, the, the thing that's unfortunate is, is that the world actually kind of acknowledged how good their Transformers games were, too. And uh, and then they were kind of removed from it. <laughs> but yeah, it was weird. The thing is, the thing is, I think this is a great opportunity for Xbox to take High Moon into licensed Transformers and make their you think about like PlayStation has Spider-Man, which is kind of like 
it was great for PlayStation, but it's like kind of sounds fucked in a way that's like, wow, Spider-Man, this iconic IP that everyone loves is just locked behind PlayStation now. Spider-Man games used to always be multi-platform. You never thought that you'd have to buy a certain, you know, align with a certain brand in order to play Spider-Man. And it's like such a good get for PlayStation that they have something like Spider-Man. So I think if you take High Moon Studios, you give them the money, you give them the time, let them make their Transformers Spider-Man 2018 or their Transformers Arkham Asylum, where it's like, hey, we're taking the IP, we're taking all the story, stories that have been told in this universe over time, and we're crafting our version of this of this world that best fits video games and is kind of like really adaptable for like big men, children, man, childs who grew up with transformers and want to see it taken in a more serious manner. And I feel like that's what we get from them is, is transformers Arkham. And uh, yeah, so that's what, that's what high moon studios is doing. Yeah. Fair enough. I, I, I can't, I can't labor this point anymore. They were the best. They were so good. Transformers is too good of an IP that that like translates really well to gaming for us to have so few good Transformers games. That's the problem. Yeah, I, I really hope that with this purchase, we can start getting some back compat Transformers it's, stuff. It's racing. It's mechs. It's <laughs> third person shooting. It's like this. It's like Spider-Man, where Spider-Man is one of those IP that just translates so well to a video game. It's like, how the fuck are there not more like masterclass Transformers games? It's such an obvious IP. But anyway, High Moon Studios is making freaking Transformers and we're all happy and our tummies are rumbling and the PlayStation gamers are going, no fair. It's exclusive to Xbox. That game sucks. And I said, fuck you, dude, because I really want to play Spider-Man 2, but I don't have a PS5 and I cry every night about it. So now we move on to id Software. Yeah, and it, id Software, that studio that's claimed to fame is still games that came out like before I was alive, before you were alive. Yeah. Um, and to this day, you know, Doom, Doom 2, and today they are still the kings of this with Doom Eternal being absolutely amazing. Uh, my answer to this is not what I thought it was going to be. Um, but when I went over other teams on this list, I, I had to I had to revise it and say, id Software is going to stay on Doom. They're going to keep making Doom games because they're doing it well and they're they're making awesome games. However, the next Doom game does have a requirement and has to have real multiplayer again. Uh, Doom Eternal's lack of like deathmatch really cut down my playtime. I, I, I would have spent a lot more time with it, but then it didn't have any kind of real multiplayer. So let's do another Doom game and let's add real multiplayer to it this time. And yeah, that's that's it. You know, you can't beat the best. So let's just keep doing it. Yeah, it's almost hard to not want to make them do another Doom game because for so long they just kind of meandered about and didn't really do anything of note. And then they when they finally went back to Doom, they became instantly relevant again in the most like... Yeah massive way possible so it's like oh yeah you guys probably should just keep doing this shit then yeah and i was tempted to say rage 3 but honestly i don't i think that their version with rage 1 was outdone by avalanche with rage 2 i I actually think that it was outshone on that one so yeah I'm, i'm gonna say stay on doom and someone else on this list might get some other options um that it does not well sticking with uh bringing back rare ip i just think grab by the ghoulies and id software is just such an obvious (laughs) (laughs) yes do it yeah for for id i'd i yeah this is this is the biggest team that i gave the laziest answer to and it's just because i really couldn't think of anything good which is why i think your answer is probably the most logical um but i literally wrote a new ip that shows id can do more than just doom literally anything surprise us (laughs) that's so funny they're so good at like gameplay is king over the top action 
and in like just like badass aesthetics like or sensory experiences with like the visuals and the sounds and everything um but like i i don't know it's like i guess you could translate that into something else but like what i don't know maybe maybe they need to do like a mad max game or something so that's the thing is that i'm not convinced that they can do something else outside of doom as well because of rage i went back and played it i think like last year and it just didn't age that well it's a game that really leaned on like its graphical fidelity and its amazing like effects and models and stuff and that led to the gameplay just not really shining with time so i i'm not convinced that their future lies anywhere outside of doom with that like fast bullet hell kind of combat but it is a uh, it it is one of those teams it's like no matter what whether they're contributing or not you you don't shut them down because if you that's absolutely you, true. X, xbox has id software like that's just too important of a team you let them do what they're going to do and just hope it's something good i'll, I'll let that yeah. one slip under the radar as a as leader of xbox yeah from a historical context they are one of the most important teams in gaming so yeah, yeah. all right Speaking of uh, important teams that have contributed to first-person shooters, uh, next up is Infinity Ward, the creators of Call of Duty and most notably known for their Modern Warfare series, both of them, the old one and the new one. <laughs> yeah, and I don't want to rule out the possibility that we do have the same answer to this, um, oh, okay. but I want them to make a Halo ODST-style shooter. I, we we all talked about this a little bit when the acquisition was first mentioned and i i love the idea let's let's take halo focus on marines actual humans not spartans and do a first person shooter that's a little bit more military little less you know moon jumping and trading out rocket launchers for needlers and whatever just a little bit more grounded first person shooter i would prefer it to be a little bit more on the tactical side because it is odsts and not just you know call of duty but with a halo skin but I think Infinity Ward could do something really cool if let off the Call of Duty chain. So let's let's let it happen. Make an ODST game. The only reason I I, I wouldn't authorize that move is just because if anyone is is Call of Duty, it's Infinity Ward. Like they yeah, they're the actual minds behind Call of Duty. But then again, maybe that's I mean technically the actual minds behind Call of Duty are with Respawn Entertainment now. <laughs> so 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 yeah so maybe it is just a name and it doesn't matter but and um, i would let respawn make an odst game just to be clear oh my god <laughs> they that weren't would be an a, option though they they would yeah they'd be they'd make too good of it i were i worry that respawn they would, would just make one too up. good of a halo yeah, game three four three yeah, yeah I, I actually agree with that but uh infinity ward i i would not say no to an infinity ward made odst shooter but my answer to this, and yes, it's a little, it might sound a little boring to others, but you got to understand if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that I have uh, reverted back to my childish ways and become a COD fan once again after many years of not giving Man, a shit about the series. How boring of an answer. <laughs> so I, I'm sorry, but I think Infinity, Call of Duty needs two developers. And to me, Infinity Ward is one of them. Infinity Ward stays on Call of Duty, but the way I'm changing it, because I'm so invested, not in Modern Warfare 3, because the new Modern Warfare 3 fucked up the narrative so bad. But I'm really invested in the world they built with Modern Warfare 2019 and Modern Warfare 2022. And so I say you stay on Call of Duty, specifically on the Modern Warfare series, and you do to Modern Warfare what they've done to Black Ops, where it's not this perfect little trilogy and it ends. It's just this dumb, Fast and Furious style, never-ending action movie where every couple of years there's going to be another one. You know it's coming. So I just want to see Task Force 141 and these same old guys do the same old shit every couple of years, forever and always into eternity. The difference is 
Call of Duty only has two developers now. Infinity War is one of them, and they only make Modern Warfare games, and they come out on four-year development cycles. So I want Modern Warfare. Modern Warfare comes out. Four (laughs) years? Yes, Modern Warfare comes out, and for two years, it's the only Call of Duty, and then the other team puts out their Call of Duty, and for two years, that's the only Call of Duty, and then Modern Warfare or uh, Infinity War goes back again. And that is my plan. Just just four-year dev cycles, two teams. We don't need everyone under the Activision umbrella working on Call of Duty at all times. And fix what you what what uh what Sledgehammer fucked up. What it, what Activision technically fucked up with uh, Modern Warfare Three because that campaign sucks. I'll allow that if on the off year when no game is released, they do a big expansion or like content refresh in the game. Yeah, that's why that's what I want. Um, yeah, you you yeah. treat it as a two-year live live service game. I, yeah, I want new yeah. seasons. I want new modes. I want new maps. I want new little multiplayer events or, or you know, kind of like the raids they did in Modern Warfare 2. Those were so good. I want stuff like that. Absolutely. Yeah, you just cost uh, Microsoft a lot of potential money that they would have made by cutting They'll, down the COD releases. <laughs> yeah, well, they would have been fucked if I didn't step in. Phil Spencer's still freaking hurling over a toilet right now. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> the idiot went back for apple pie after he already said his tummy felt weird. Uh, anyway, so yeah, Infinity Ward's making Modern Warfare four, five, six, seven, like a like an uninspired Hollywood executive. Cronky's putting them on an ODST Halo game. Um, <laughs> and now we're on to In Exile Entertainment. Yeah, so In Exile, for those of you that don't know, they're they're a team Microsoft acquired that's a little bit more obscure. They make um like RPGs, but like in the vein of old RPGs. So they made like Wasteland one and two. I think they made that game called like what, Planescape Torment or something. They make like older mm-hmm. RPGs. Um but you know, modernized and fun. So these are the guys that actually made like the original Fallout 1 and 2 like isometric RPGs. And initially I was saying, well, I want another game like that. You know, make something like Fallout 1 and 2. But um part of the rules of this weren't explained to me uh until a few uh, minutes before we began. So I didn't know I could reference actually announced projects and Well, no, you can't. You there's no hard rules. You can yeah. do whatever the hell you want. Yeah, if, so if you want to change it right now, go for it. Yeah, so the thing is, while I was going to say something like the original Fallouts, which I'm a big fan of, um, they kind of blew me away with Clockwork Revolution. So I'm going to let them just do what they're doing because it looks honestly amazing where they're currently at. So I'm I'm going to I'm going to do what the kids say and let them cook uh, because that is honestly it looks amazing. So cop out, but I'm going to let them just do what they're doing. I originally wrote that same thing because I think it's the same way because I, I don't have a lot of experience with the Nexile. I know their history, but I don't I don't play their games. So to me, Clockwork Revolution looks like the first thing they've done that has me genuinely hooked that I'm like, OK, I got to play that game. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So for my answer, I said that they should look over and see what uh, what the guys uh, at Obsidian have done and do the same thing. So Obsidian you know, for all these years when they were kind of project to project, not Xbox funded was making their, um, uh, obsidian, the, uh, I'm sorry, pillars of eternity, pillars of eternity. Sorry. So yeah, they've been making their pillars of eternity games. And then the second they got Xbox money, they're like, okay, let's do pillars of eternity, but like with the triple a big budget. And that's how we got avowed. So avowed is like the elder scrolls pillars of eternity game. I want in exile entertainment to be able to do that exact same thing with wastelanders and basically waste uh wastelands right wastelands yeah wasteland why am i saying that why am i saying that wrong what's wastelanders <laughs> is that a movie 
It doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, Waste, <laughs> Wastelands. So take Wastelands because it, it's a compelling world. And, and when it, Wastelands 3 came out a few years ago, I tried to play it and was instantly like, I wish this was for me, but it's not. And I couldn't play it. So take Wastelands, take that world you built and make your version of Fallout, Avowed, Elder Scrolls, Outer Worlds, whatever the hell it is. Because I want to experience that in a open world, first person RPG kind of Bethesda style world. Um yeah, with with wastelands, and I feel like this could be that more mainstream gateway drug to that world. Yeah, I really thought that's what they were going to do at first uh, when we heard they were making a first person shooter. I was like, oh yeah, that's the obvious choice. Yeah. So yeah, that's in exile. They're making that. I mean, Clockwork Revolution looks so good. I'm so happy that that's what they're actually making. But don't let Phil know I said that. <laughs> uh, okay. He can't so hear that... you right now. He's still on the floor. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, I'm not thankful for anything. <laughs> uh, all right. That brings us to King, which is the Candy Crush people that they got with Activision King. So what yeah. are you doing with King? Well, Candy Crush 2, the return of Calvin Candy, who's, of course, the bad guy from <laughs> uh, Django Unchained. Um, okay. So, <laughs> no, in all seriousness, Look, I'm not a mobile gamer, so these kind of ones, they're, they're a little hard for me. But the way I see it is, World of Warcraft should be expanded to consoles and everywhere else. So I'm going to let King handle porting the game, specifically to mobile, but also, why don't we start the process of porting it to Xbox? Hell, it should honestly be on PlayStation as well. MMOs live and die by their player base, so you need the largest player base you can get. Um, I think, wow, with full crossplay. Uh, make it work. Honestly, I, I understand that WoW has so many different abilities and skills and stuff that's difficult to pare it down to a controller with a handful of buttons, but let, let's do it. Everyone else can figure it out. You guys can figure it out. Let's get WoW on uh, mobile and console and let King handle it. In 2021, Candy Crush generated $1.2 billion, look, making man, the seventh highest grossing mobile <laughs> title. You're killing Call of Duty here here's the thing there's only one thing i want king to make money (laughs) i don't give a shit what you got to do king is just a front for bringing money in so we can fund other things at xbox you go do what you do go hook your soccer moms on on match three candy puzzle games on their iphone 17 max pluses and we will take that those funds and, and filter it to teams that release games that are lesser successful in terms of like critical wide wide mass appeal uh but more important to me personally so your <laughs> double fine games uh your compulsion games type projects your arcane king will be yeah p- yes king will be funding those projects uh with their candy crush nonsense and i don't care what the fuck they do as long as the money keeps coming king gets us prey to okay i'm right. sold <laughs> yeah exactly all right what about machine games this is the uh the Wolfenstein guys that, that make the more recent Wolfenstein games. Yeah. Technic- so technically Xbox owns everyone who makes Wolfenstein. They have id who, who like created Wolfenstein. Ever touched it. <laughs> yeah. They have Raven who made the 2009 Wolfenstein. Now they have machine games that makes the current Wolfenstein games. Yeah. So it, I, I actually think machine games might be the greatest single player FPS developer in the world right now. Um, with their two Wolfenstein games they made. They're just so much fun. The storytelling's so good. The world, everything is fantastic, right? Um, so the way I see it, if they tell me, hey, we have an idea for another Wolfenstein game, we'd love to take a third crack at it, instant yes, please, by the love of God, please do it. Um, however, if not, 
I actually, I, I would like to give Quake to Machine Games instead of id. Originally, that was going to be my answer for id. No, Machine Games can do it. And the reason for that is that with these two remasters of Quake 1 and 2, Machine Games has gone out and made expansions and helped work on these remasters. Um, so clearly, there's like a love for the IP within Machine Games. So if that's the case, if you guys are already passionate about Quake, hell yeah, go for it. Make it. Uh, don't forget that a big part of Quake is the multiplayer, so that's a big new step for Machine Games. So I guess partner with Demonware. But if you can do more Wolfenstein, great. If not, you're already passionate about Quake, so let's let's make it happen. Uh, Machine Games not switching to an Uncharted-esque Oscar bait studio. Uh, that's all. Damn. It was bound to happen eventually, but uh, yeah, I put the exact same thing. I said, do to Quake what you did to Wolfenstein. <laughs> there you go there you go <laughs> I, i'm i'm the same way i i actually love quake a lot more than doom and i feel like it's um it's atmospheric space like kind of horror thing is just way too fucking cool to not take machine games amazing storytelling abilities and like do something cool in that universe so i want a violent ridiculous story driven quake experience um like we got with wolfenstein and there's no one better to do it than machine games i agree with you yeah yeah absolutely machine games is just they are so good um there's them and then there's the uh what are they the metro guys they are the kings of the genre right now yeah what is it a44 yeah no, a44 a i think a4 4a 4a a24 is the movie studio <laughs> 4a is the game uh okay let's machine, uh, mo yang i think yeah, Mo Yang is next. These are your Minecraft guys. I have a pretty predictable answer to this one, but why don't you, you kick us off with Minecraft? What are we doing with All Mo right. Yang? We're going to get a Minecraft RPG. Like, um, I, I said that you could do it if you want in the vein of like Breath of the Wild, because uh, I, I think that would translate well, um, but it doesn't have to be like Breath of the Wild. If you wanted to do it more like Skyrim, I would certainly have more fun with it that way. But let's do uh, let's do a Minecraft RPG because every time I play Minecraft, I think I love this game. I love the little worlds. It's all so cool. It's so cute. There's nothing for me to do in Minecraft. I am not the kind of person that wants to go around and build crap and whatever. I want to like go on a quest. I want to be like, oh, this villager will give me an emerald. Not if I just hand him wool, but if I go to the dungeon and save his sheep from goblins or something. Right? Give me an actual game there, Mo Yang. Please and thank you. Uh, I will take my Minecraft RPG and finally have a lot of fun with the franchise. Thank you. Yeah, I think that's that. That almost seems like one that you can kind of assume will actually happen because it feels kind of inevitable. Although it doesn't seem like Minecraft Legends did all that well. Um, I mean, Dungeons did really, really well, and I love Dungeons. And then I just like the idea of them continuing with these like other experimental, like babies first, insert genre here type experience um, for Minecraft. Yeah, and um, I like Legends, but to be honest, it was kind of a bad idea. Like a strategy third-person action thing, that that was never going to have mainstream appeal. So I don't really know why they tried that. Um, but I did like the game a lot. I just don't, yeah. I, I don't understand who its audience is. I enjoyed it for a few hours and then put it down one day and forgot to come back to yeah, it forever. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, my my uh, pick for Mojang is for... A, you know, a, t a team, not everyone, but a team from Playground Games will join forces with a team from Mojang and they will team up to create a new game called Minecart. 
I actually movie. thought you were going to say something like this. <laughs> that was Fuck actually my off. guess for you. <laughs> yeah. This is the worst podcast ever. Oh, I guessed that. Oh, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Sorry. <I'll laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, no. Nothing, nothing you said. It's just, damn. I'm that predict. <laughs> Wait, hang on. Hang on. Uh, I hope this. I hope this comes through. <laughs> yes, I, I just, uh, I just never thought that I'd be so predictable all these years of being an Xbox podcast. Thought I had a really unique voice. Thought maybe I was different from everyone else, but I guess Ryan McCaffrey was better than me all along. Anyway, uh, that's so funny. <laughs> uh, yeah. So for for Mojang Studios, they're making Minecart with Playground Games. It is Xbox's answer to the karting genre. Fuck you, Mario. You're not the only one who can jump into a really small cart and go fast. So, um, yeah, Minecraft carding game. I feel like it could be a lot of fun. Minecraft's key mechanic is, is is crafting. So I feel like you got to somehow come up with a creative crafting element. You make it all about creating your own vehicles and stuff like that. So I have like a really clever system where you can unlock all these different parts and like swap chassis of different cards and swap them with wheels. Kind of like how Mario Kart lets you pick like your vehicle, your wheels, your sail, your color or whatever. Right. But like do that way more like detail, like in a way that's like simplified so kids can easily jump in on the fun and get it. But it's a lot more detailed um, so that you can have a lot more like customization and control over tuning your carts and you know not like in real like forza motorsport where it's like i'm gonna change the 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 compressors to add aerodynamic fluxes to the rear differential like you're not gonna do shit like that but you're gonna (laughs) you're gonna like you you know a lot of different items and things you can mix and match and craft your own carts and then uh i feel like that would just be a fun game minecraft is a really chill fun communal experience i feel like um it is the closest thing xbox has to like that kind of game where everyone's just kind of always up to play even though even though you play a game like minecraft in a very different setting from how you play a game like mario kart the two games probably attract very similar casual audiences so i just feel like you know if anyone's going to do a a karting game in the xbox realm it's going to be minecraft let's make it happen let me ask you this what do you actually like as an aside what do you actually think their next minecraft spinoff is going to be like if you Um, have to take a guess Oh, I, I would th- have never think, guessed RTS. So I, I think I think RPG is actually a pretty good one. Um, but I don't. Oh, man, if I had to guess. my guess is Brawler. I think I, I think we're gonna get something like uh, Smash Bros for Minecraft. Mm. Well, they seem to do like kind of nerdy, like, like obscure PC, things too. Yeah, like yeah it's kind of weird genres. So I wouldn't be surprised if it was something like an RTS, like a proper RTS or or something like that. I don't know. Tower defense. Uh, uh, yeah, like a tower defense, a card battle game. Oh no! Uh, Please don't, don't, don't speak that to life. Mine card. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it has a name. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't know, but I just, I, what I do know is that they seem to stick within the the confines of those kinds of like nerdy computer fantasy genres. <laughs> the response know. to Baldur's Gate three is a Minecraft yeah. game. <laughs> but it's actually called Baldur's Gate 4 and it's a Minecraft game (laughs) fuck you oh no (laughs) and oh and guess what it only has multiplayer on the Xbox Series S so I suck at PlayStation (laughs) Uh, alright yeah so that's that's Mojang they're making carding games and card battle games and RPGs Uh, now we move on to Ninja Theory a team I have a lot of to me, like if I'm Phil Spencer, if I'm the new Phil Spencer, I look at all 36 of these teams and I say, Ninja Theory, out of all 36, you have the most to prove to me right now. So what are we doing? Completely so. agree with that. So 
Ninja Theory made Hellblade, right? Like a walking sim with light combat and some puzzles. That was like a woman's journey through like mental illness and the loss of her lover or whatever. And it it, it was this game that's like this. It, it's really just the journey of the character. I was like, is any of this even really happening? I don't think so. I don't think there were real monsters. I don't think I'm fighting them. I think it's all just her mental journey through this world, right? And then they're like, hey, we're going to make a Hellblade 2, and the monsters are real, and stuff's actually happening. And I'm just yeah. why? It's like making a Gone Home 2. Like, what, what are you doing? Stop. Okay. So instead of doing a Hellblade 2, we're going to keep that Nordic... Well, honestly, I think, it, I think it's Gaelic, actually. I don't even think Hellblade was Nordic. But um, we're going to take that world that kind of vibe and we're going to make an actual god of war competitor okay we're going to make our oscar bait forget about gameplay we don't care about gameplay over here all we focus on is making it cinematic and beautiful and having a guy that says boy a lot so that it wins game of the year and everyone loses their minds okay gameplay takes a back seat we're doing the sony studios idea of let's make our games win awards Let's not make our games like fun to come back to. Yeah, I, um, so I agree. That's Ninja Theory. <laughs> I agree. I think Xbox is making a huge mistake with Ninja Theory, and they're trying to use them as their their PlayStation response. Yeah, their sad dad sim response. And I, I think it, <laughs> I, I actually, I actually had the same thought when I played Hellblade. I was like, how cool would this be if it's like the game ends and it's literally like modern day, and a girl wakes up in like a like a like a, a hospital or something after like an attempted suicide or something like that. And it's like the, it's like it's all just like a, a metaphor for like her 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 mental struggle and her anguish and like or, or something like that or maybe like it never even actually has a reveal like that but there are just notes as the game starts to fall apart towards the end that kind of suggests that this isn't the real reality yeah, of this break the life. immersion of the of right. that world yeah. and then like leave it kind of vague and open to interpretation I think that would be way cooler than being like now it's a trilogy and she's on a quest to fight dragons it's like a oh, fuck off dude yeah that um, really isn't what the first game was I don't know why they're trying to do that now Hell, and then Hellblade let's do a is, gameplay reveal after five years of her walking through like an ice cave right. <laughs> Hellblade ranks pretty high on the list of games that didn't need a sequel yeah um, completely it, a great game it was a really it was a good one-off experience but it's yep. not it's not a franchise it's the uh, kind of game you play and you're like wow i'm gonna think about that for the next couple days and you move on yep um i yeah i think yeah ninja theory needs to go so far in the opposite direction i want them to look at two projects they've done in the past and rip them off like fucking crazy with a brand new ip and those two games are heavenly sword and devil may cry you look at those I didn't games. No, they did Devil May Cry. They did that one Devil May Cry DMC, which was DMC. like a reboot. Yeah. yeah, they did that reboot, and then they and then after that, um, Capcom or ever went back to the regular Devil May Cry series. And I never played that one, but people say it's really good. I I think Heavenly Sword is one of those like, it's one of those like original IPs that comes out like the beginning of a generation, like Rise Son of Rome or like like phase or something like that where it's like it like comes and goes no one ever remembers it but it could have been so much better or, or it should have been recognized so much more than it was heavenly sword is what I, I i think if you're playstation you should try and go back to that ip it's it's just such a cool game and like the that girl is so fucking cool with her long red yeah. hair and like her fucking crazy swords she's cooler than kratos that game was had potential to be like more badass than god of war ninja yeah, theory and- obviously you don't own heavenly sword that's with playstation now go make heavenly sword wink wink you know like the knockoff version like we need that 
Yeah, for those of you that don't know, Heavenly Sword was like the old God of War games, um, where it's like a hack and slash action adventure thing. Um, I, I actually, that's a that's a great point. If you did to Heavenly Sword what uh, Santa Monica did to God of War with that, you know, soft yeah. reboot one, or that, yeah, um, since that would work. Have a, since they have a propensity and a desire to clearly be the next Sony Santa Monica, just fucking do it with something like Heavenly Sword, yeah. But give us some gameplay, give us something fun. Make I I, I like the whole like powerful badass fucking sword wielding <laughs> barbarian chick thing. Like that's that's cool. Let me play that. I agree. But, uh, you know, random aside, I actually have a Heavenly Sword letter opener downstairs. That's what I use for mail. <laughs> so I, I agree. It's very useful, that sword. I, so I still wear my Heavenly going. Sword. Yeah, I, I still wear the Heavenly Sword chastity belt to this day. <laughs> <laughs> the letter opener is the key. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Okay. Yeah, so Ninja Theory make a make a badass action game and uh and and stop trying to be artsy. Um Obsidian Entertainment comes up next, and this is another huge one, and you kinda already allude to where I'm going with it, but why don't you kick us off? Yeah, so I I, I went I went all the ways you can possibly go with this. First I said New Vegas two, and then I scratched that out and said that's a cheap and easy answer. I'm not doing that. No. And then I said Outer Worlds 2, because I loved Outer Worlds. And I was like, no, no, it's still not a good enough answer. So I went with, I'm going to go to Josh Sawyer, one of the game directors at Obsidian. And I'm going to say, hey, you have all the budget and time in the world. Make literally anything you want, okay? Anything. Your pet project. I don't care if it's like a Pentiment. I don't care if it's the Outer Worlds. He, I, I don't think he was the game director for Outer Worlds. He... Uh, or New Vegas, or whatever. If he wants to make a Fallout, if he wants to make a Halo game, I don't care. I believe in that guy, because New Vegas is amazing, Pillars of Eternity is amazing, Pentiment, I, I, one of these days I'm going to sit down and play it. It looks so good. I, I don't know why I haven't gotten to it. Uh, but I believe in Josh Sawyer, so my Obsidian answer is to give him unlimited budget and time and let him do anything he wants. Uh, that's, that is my Obsidian answer. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. And... Um... Now I'm going to piss you off by saying <laughs> I think Obsidian, a team that's proven that they are more than capable of creating their own IP, uh, should please the fans and make either Fallout 5 or Fallout New Vegas 2, whichever they prefer. If it's Fallout 5, I want it to be bumped up to like the 1960s and I want it to like a Cold War era thing and I want it to be... Uh, like like a like a sorry like a like a yeah cold war cuban missile crisis kind of post-war mccarthy thing although i guess man, that's a little later and then and set it in miami i want i want something like that i feel like that would be kind of a cool setting for Fallout. i feel like that doesn't make any sense because the world's already over <laughs> i i know but i want that i guess what i'm trying to say is i want that aesthetic i, yeah, I want yeah, like that's the cars and the electronics and like the decorations to have that kind of aesthetic that's actually not even uncalled for if fallout 2 had a car you could use so yeah you could easily do something like that 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 answer doesn't piss me off at all and for I the mean, love of god i want fallout, to be able to it. drive a car in a fallout game yeah like like everyone else says i i mean new vegas is amazing it's definitely better than fallouts three and four so if obsidian made more fallout obviously i would be you know first in line to play it i just i i, I feel guilty making that studio work on fallout instead of something else i, I guess yes that's how I would and, put it. and that and that is totally valid and i feel, i actually feel that way too but the, the my justification is it is clear that the thing that obsidian does that people like the most is fallout 
And the thing that Obsidian is doing is the Fallout we have at home version with Outer Worlds. And so it's like, why keep making the thing you have at home when you could just make the thing that you made that everyone likes you for the most? Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Okay. So Obsidian's making Fallout. People are mad at me. <laughs> no one's mad about uh, that. That is ground, the popular grounded, grounded is still doing its thing in the corner. And now we're on to playground games, the Forza Horizon guys. Yes. So for some reason in the real world that we're not acknowledging, the Vroom Vroom Forza guys are the new Lionhead. They are doing Fable, right? And I actually think that their tone they're doing for Fable is perfect. I love the goofiness, the whatever. That's not even like the original Fable. They, they've upped it a notch from the original Fable. They have their own flavor um, through everything they've shown, through marketing at least. And I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So as long as Playground is becoming the new Lionhead, let's let them make my favorite Lionhead game, which is Ooh. Black and White. You were It was a strategy game, kind of strategy, light strategy kind of civilization. You play as a god, and you have your followers, and you're like spreading. So let's say there's another civilization on your island with you, and you can you know build an army and crush them, or you can just make your civilization so great that people leave theirs to come and join you. Um, you know, building your city and being a kind, merciful god, or being like a horrible tyrant. It was just a lot of fun, and it was really goofy. And I think they have the right style for it. So I want to let Playground make black and white. Let's say reboot, reborn, black and white, reborn. <laughs> Very um, obscure one that no one knows. I, I like I like black and white a lot. That would be yeah. that would be so out of left field, but also so welcome and appreciated. Um, yeah, I, I have is one my... more fun fact about black and white. Just right before we go, for some reason, the developers thought it would be a funny prank. So if your name is like one of the common names, like let's say Jason, right? You make your save name Jason. The game will periodically just whisper your name to you while you play <laughs> just enough to make you think you're going crazy so you'll just be like playing the game with the headset on and then you'll just hear your name whispered you're like wait what Jason. it's hilarious Jason. it made no sense but they did that for some reason <laughs> fun developers fun yeah fun era of gaming yes i love that this is uh i don't have much to say about playgrounds uh, playground games um you got you kind of cheated a little bit with in exile and i did the same thing with playground i said playground games should make fable <laughs> because yeah. i mean as the story goes anyway playground games approached uh leadership at xbox and said we want to make a fable game we think we can make it please entrust us with this ip so this isn't like xbox like some someone had an aneurysm at higher up at xbox and said hey playground you guys are really good at racing games you should make a fucking rpg it was like they came to Xbox and said, hey, we want to do this. So, yeah, just imagine what a disaster it will be if it fails. Like if it ends up being like a yeah. bad game. Oh, no. <laughs> for some reason, when you in order to make your character move, you have to hold down the right trigger and they move like a car. <laughs> <laughs> Very hard to turn. <laughs> Very hard. <laughs> Why are there red lights on your character's ass cheeks whenever you slow down? There's <laughs> like blue lines that guide the, the like ideal path to walk yeah. through the world. <laughs> Man, I need an, I need a blue path in life. Uh, anyway, yeah, uh, yeah. So playgrounds making fable. I I like just keeping them weird and making them do British stuff because uh, that's what they're good for. But in so. all seriousness, if that fails, if they 
did the, hey, we're passionate about this, we're approaching you, and then it fails, that's going to really spoil that for other teams that want to like go out on a limb and make something crazy outside their wheelhouse. So we better all support Fable no matter what. Are right, you hear that, Xbox? I mean, I'm, we're buying I'm Fable. <laughs> I think everyone's excited about Fable. I, I think I it's going to. So. I think it's going to garner quite a bit of attention, whether it's good or bad. And I assume it will review kind of middle of the road because it's an Xbox game, but that's about it. Um, yeah, but, but I we, think Playground and Obsidian have the chance. Those two teams have the opportunity to actually be the nine out of tens um, that come out of Xbox. I don't think anyone else does, but I think they might actually pull it off. Maybe. Maybe just because the Forza teams always get a little bit of respect. Yeah. Um, but we, we do have to move a little faster. Because, oh, sorry. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, Zencaster is going to kick me off in like 30 minutes if we don't uh, wrap it up because okay. I don't pay for Zencaster. So um, we're going to kind of do rapid fire on some of these smaller ones. So the next one is Radical Entertainment. And I'm going to throw it to you. Okay, so this is another one of those budget teams. They made like, well, most notably they made prototype, but they also made things like sports games, some of the crappier Crash Bandicoot games, Hulk movie games, whatever. So I'm just going to say, let's uh, let's reboot prototype. Uh, I know that's a game that has a lot of fan love. Actually, this is probably, we're probably in agreement on this, I'm assuming. Yes, 100%. Prototype, uh, let's reboot it. It's a very beloved game, uh, kind of as a cult following. Also, it's a direct competitor to Infamous. So why would you not throw money behind it? It has a name. Prototype Reborn. (laughs) They did did a prototype collection uh, a couple years ago. And you can get one in prototype one and two on Xbox, like Xbox one, Xbox series. Um, and I, I have it saved in my wish list. I really need to buy that because I, I really want to play through both of those games. I, I know I'm going to like prototype. Yeah. Um, so I definitely want to go back and experience those. But yeah, prototype reborn, make it happen. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. I assume they're probably working on Call of Duty without credit, uh, but go, go make prototype. Yeah. Easy as that. Um, next up, let's move into rare. One of Xbox's longest uh Team, oldest teams and I'm, I'm curious to see what you got for this one yeah so the way i see uh sea of thieves is that it's like the ultimate pirate simulator video game right it's like the ultimate i'm a pirate let's get in my ship let's navigate to this island let's dig up some treasure let's fight some other people or fight the kraken that's attacking me whatever right so i want them to take that ultimate simulator thing and let's make a viking game out of it okay so more emphasis on on the ground and raiding and less on ships stuff but let's let's do that. Like now I'm raiding a village and I'm taking all the treasures and taking it back to my hold or whatever. Right. T- do what you did with Sea of Thieves. Make a Viking game like it. Uh, that is sea that is my answer for rare. <laughs> uh, England of Thieves. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Sea of Thieves has successfully convinced me that the new version of rare knows what they're doing and they don't need to go back and try to become Agreed. this shell of something that they once were. And um, the thing is, I, I, I still believe that Xbox really needs to kind of like shit on Sony a little bit because of the Spider-Man thing, because it's just too big of an IP to lock exclusively to your console. So I, I think Xbox needs to get back by doing a couple of these. We already talked about Transformers being an exclusive AAA game. We talked, obviously, they got Indiana Jones in the real world. That's happening. Um, and I think with Rare, they need to do another one of these. So uh, Hogwarts Legacy came out earlier this year. And it proved just like Arkham Asylum did with Batman, just like Spider-Man 2018 did with Spider-Man, that we can take these IP that are usually relegated to being like cash, cash grabby, cheap, budgety movie games. And we can make sophisticated, proper uh, video game versions of these worlds and of these uh, IP that people love. So 
take rare. You, you, you get a small team of about 20 to 30% of, of the, st- of the studio. They stay on support work for CFEs, doing new seasonal content, keeping that platform alive. CFEs is quite popular. It makes a lot of money. It has a big player base. So keep that going. And then you take the majority of your team and they are now making a from the ground up Hogwarts legacy style, open world, single player RPG adventure story driven game set in the Disney licensed Pirates of the Caribbean universe where you create your own pirate and you go on adventures with Jack Sparrow and Davy Jones and shit and you get in. In, involved in this whole fucking narrative and it's badass and it's really cool and it's going to be a really good game yeah i can definitely see that i guess the only problem i have is that pirates of the caribbean is such a less popular ip than like a spider-man or harry potter that it's just like it feels like you're voluntarily playing second fiddle uh, yeah but that's is why they like a Oh, sorry, but but that's the thing is it's like Xbox didn't get Star Wars, they didn't get Spider Man, so they have to fight back with the couple because Transformers is is way lower than Spider Man. You know, Pirates is lower than yeah, Spider Man. Indiana Jones is Spider-Man. lower than Star Wars, so they got to get a they got to get like three or four second tier games in order in order to fight with that eight, one A tier game that PlayStation has. Because what yeah, what else is as big as Spider Man? What else could they get? You know. No, there's very, very few things. I agree. Although I will say, this isn't really Xbox related, but the Knights of the Old Republic remake is apparently dead. So PlayStation yeah. doesn't have uh, Star Wars either anymore. Yeah. Although, but no one really has Star Wars. It's kind of third True. party now. So now it's Ubisoft. It, apparently. it just seems, yeah, it just seems like no, like anyone can have Star Wars and, and anything that matters with Marvel is locked down to PlayStation. So it's like, you got to play, I don't know, maybe you fucking get lost get like the the tv show lost or breaking bad or something you <laughs> breaking bad yes the rare is making a breaking bad drug <laughs> make your own map <laughs> uh, anyway oh, no. we, we gotta we gotta move okay, on so yeah, rare, let's move on rare's making pirates of the caribbean uh if, if, under my leadership and i and i'm happy about it so next we move on to raven software which is what i know you feel strongly about yes. so why don't you leave us off yeah, so so Raven made uh, today their Call of Duty support. Uh, I think they made like a campaign for the Black Ops Cold War, uh, but their Call of Duty support team today. Historically, they made um, a really good game called Hexen that was like an RPG, kind of like Doom, uh, but it was fantasy. Uh, they also made more recently a first-person shooter, Singularity, um, that I personally love. It, it wasn't very critically acclaimed, nor did it sell well. But I loved it. It was kind of like Call of Duty meets Bioshock, and I thought it was amazing. So I would be content if they did either of those two projects, a new Singularity or a new Hexen. I lean in the direction of a new Hexen being preferred um, with a Singularity re-release just for new consoles so it's accessible. Uh, That would be my preference for Raven. Let's make a new Hexen game. Although if you want to take another crack at Singularity and try to do it over again, I'm certainly supportive of it. Um, And that's all. Yeah. Yeah. For Raven, uh, Raven is like one of the only teams where I'm kind of conflicted because even though they have been put on Call of Duty bitch work, the one and only time (laughs) they were allowed to shine at uh, with Call of Duty was because they they mostly work on Warzone, which is such a fucking shame. Uh, So they mostly work on Warzone, but they did create the campaign for Black Ops Cold War. And while normally I will say Treyarch games are my favorite and technically Black Ops Cold War is a Treyarch game. This campaign was all Raven South. I'm sure they consulted with Treyarch because they used their characters in their universe and everything. But this this campaign was the birth child of Raven. And to anyone who plays Call of Duty games today, like modern Call of Duty games, 
it is widely understood that Black Ops Cold War is a notable step up in quality from all the Call of Duties around it. Even though I like Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2019 and, the, and all that stuff, it's like Black Ops Cold War is a significantly more notably good game. Like not not like oh that's a fun game for a Call of Duty, but like that's genuinely a good game. It has really good choice choices, like choice based gameplay. Um, has really good storytelling really cool moments like it has like your typical like action set pieces like any call of duty does but there are missions in that game where it's like like genuinely like badass stuff happens like really crazy like mind fuck moments and like plot twists and they got some like really insane villain characters and stuff and it's just i don't know man if you, if you miss if you're nostalgic for old school raven games and you want a new first person shooter from raven I recommend you download Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. You play that campaign. Ignore the multiplayer. Ignore the zombies. If you don't like Call of Duty, ignore that stuff. But play that campaign because you will feel the Raven software, old Raven software shine through in this game. It's really, really special. And I and I cannot say enough about how good that is. That being said, even though I love Raven, I think they did a great job with that game. And I would love to see them pair up with Treyarch and make an amazing Call of Duty. I am going to free them from the Call of Duty machine and tell them that they are free to make whatever they want so long as it is an all-new first-person shooter, brand-new IP, untied to anything else we've ever seen before, unrelated to the Call of Duty universe. You take everything you've learned over the years and you invest in making the most AAA, full-fledged, unique, original story you can build. Multiplayer is not required, but completely optional. I actually have a question for you. At some point, they have too many studios, too many games, too many IPs for everything to be multiplayer because they're going to start cannibalizing their own games. So at some point, they have to have more and more single player games just to stop from that happening. So in that case, I would say it would probably be better to leave Raven's next project as a single player title so they don't try to pull from like Call of Duty or something like that. Um, I, yeah. I don't know. I just feel like they have too many different multiplayer games. Yeah, um, I, I want Raven Software to be more of a machine games and less of an Infinity Ward, just to yeah. be clear. But, I, you know, whatever. If they feel like they got an idea for a multiplayer game, throw it. You know, Game Pass needs content at the end of the day. <clears throat> yeah, Singularity was from that era when they were just shoehorning in multiplayer modes to games that didn't need them. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm yeah. with you. And shout out to Raven. God, God bless you. I hope things turn up for you now that you're part of Team Xbox. And a, a worse option for Raven, honestly, replace Sledgehammer with Raven and like a, a rotation, let them lead Call of Duty. Honestly, I'd be happier with that than Sledgehammer. Yeah, I mean, yes, <laughs> I would take that. <laughs> I, I, would, okay. I wouldn't complain about it, but yeah, OK, we got to move on. Yeah, so next on. is Roundhouse Studio. Um, for those who don't know, Roundhouse um, is well, it, what, what is their old head is uh, uh, something human head, head. human, human head. head. Yeah, the, these were the guys that originally made Prey, not not the um, Prey Arcane. from um, from Arcane. This is like the old Prey from early Xbox 360 days. And um, so, yeah, they, they exist as Roundhouse Studios today because they got shut down, then re, revitalized by Bethesda and then acquired by Xbox. So, um, Kronky, what do you what are you doing with Roundhouse? OK, so really quickly, I didn't know who these guys were, so I had to look into them. And yes, they were formerly human head. There was a big lawsuit and controversy about the way they switched to Roundhouse. Apparently it was pretty scummy what they did. Um, so I, I did a lot of reading about them. But yes, they made the original Prey. They made a game called Brink that was a multiplayer shooter made uh, what, probably like 10 years ago now, maybe more. Um, they, that was I, like a parkour based I don't oh, know if they, they made that. They may have done support work. 
I think okay. that game was splash yeah. You're damage. right. That was splash damage. You're right. I I did see them on. Yeah. Okay. You're right. Um. Actually, that makes sense. They made like this Amazon mobile horror called Lost Within. So truly, I don't know what to do with these guys. Um. Uh, because they're kind of all over the map with the stuff they made or worked on or whatever. Um. So I, I guess with that being said, I would let them make a. Uh, a sequel to the original prey just because I, I know there was a bunch of controversy uh the new prey game that for some reason got the same title that's not a sequel at all in any way uh, pissed off a lot of people because it wasn't a sequel to the original so i just let them make a sequel to the original you know well there help there the was a 12 pre- people there w- out there happy yeah sorry what? oh wait no never mind i'm thinking of something else sorry i didn't mean to cut you off yeah, no worries. Yeah, so I, I just let them make a sequel to the original Prey, and Arcane, their Prey was a masterpiece, but also it's a masterpiece that doesn't need a sequel, so I don't see any conflict there. Um, but they probably want to rename it for the lack of confusion. Um, but yeah, that's it. Yeah, so Pre- Prey 2 did happen. It just got canceled. But there, there's like trailers about it and everything. You can like see it was a game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I actually played... So while I've never played the new prey from arcane it that's high on my backlog uh, on my list of games i need to get to um i did play the original prey on the xbox 360 and i love that game um i would i would love to see the original prey come back so i think what you do is have roundhouse make a prey remake or remaster um and then if it goes over well if people like it if it's well received i think you you pair them up with some guys from machine games and you bring back old school prey even if you got like rename it, even if it's like prey in, in all but name because of the confusion, bring it back because old prey was basically just like you play as like this Native American dude with a fucking shotgun and your fan like your it's like your wife or your dad or someone gets like abducted by aliens and you and you go on like a Duke Nukem style first person rampage. It's fucking awesome. It's so good. <laughs> lean into Sounds the goriness, fun. lead into the campiness. I love playing as like fucking like like Native American versus Indians. It's fucking it's so cool. And, and but keep it like violent and inappropriate and campy. And I think that'd be so cool, um, which would be a different tone for it, because I, I think the original one was kind of serious. If I remember. Yeah, correctly. I thought it was a little horror. Yeah. It, yes. I, I remember playing that like early 360 days. So I don't remember the narrative. Well, I just remember really enjoying the game itself. So bring it back, see, like do a remake to test it with the market and see if it's if it's well received. And if so, I say pair them up with machine games and say, let's let's do a Wolfenstein, you know, Wolfenstein style version of this yeah fair enough fair enough all right next up the the (laughs) game developer that has me most frustrated these days go ahead (laughs) sledgehammer games uh so i said i wrote not call of duty for f's sake uh i'm not gonna swear even if you will um so i i was saying you you have two options here you can either just make them an actual call of duty support team which i think maybe that's where they belong or if you really want to put them on an original project, I think they are a Homefront tier developer. So something like Homefront, that that like lesser tier first person shooter that's fun and interesting, but not you know you're not getting Call of Duty budget, you're not getting Call of Duty time, you're not getting Call of Duty staff. You're going to make something fun and kind of goofy and campy, uh, but you are not getting you blew it with modern warfare three and i'm pretty sure there was drama and problems that made them have to like step out for black ops cold war right so sledgehammer's just yeah. a mess uh, so well, for, we're done with that. It, it seems like more often than not sledgehammer gets kind of screwed over like it's it's activision's fault more often than not um 
when when these things happen. But that being said, I, I'm not I'm not taking uh, that's a bad metaphor. I'm I'm not laying off them. I I still am yeah. mad at them. I'm I, I, every time they make a Call of Duty, it infuriates me. And you know whatever. So I'm saying, Sledgehammer, you're on permanent support duty. You are allowed to contribute to multiplayer and nothing else. Bat- you can go do do Warzone. I don't give a shit. I hate Warzone. Actually, maybe you should <laughs> maybe you should just be the arbiter of Warzone because I fucking hate Warzone. Um, but do not touch campaign. Do not touch go- zombies. Uh, do not t- pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. Uh, Sledgehammer <laughs> games. You were perfect because the thing is that to be nice to Sledgehammer, they're great at multiplayer. Vanguard is a bad game with really fun multiplayer and Modern Warfare three. The one that just came out, I'll say the same thing. Really good multiplayer. The multiplayer is fun on that game, uh, but the campaign sucks ass. So Sledgehammer, you are a support team for for multiplayer. You can make maps. You can work on weapons and things like that and tuning and balancing. But for the love of God, leave the campaigns uh, to Treyarch and Infinity Ward, please. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Okay, yeah. All right. Next up, Tango Gameworks, Hi-Fi Rush, yeah. and uh, Evil Within, and um, Ghostwire Tokyo. The, Ghostwire Tokyo. Yeah, I'll keep this one brief. I'm a big fan of Evil Within. Uh, I think Evil Within 2 is one of the most perfect video games I've ever played in my life. So because the nature of this is horror, horror is kind of a, you just make something crazy and you get into it. So I'm not going to give them a specific title, just that uh, Hi-Fi Rush is cool, but it's not the new direction for the studio. Keep it horror, uh, so you can make anything you want as long as it's a horror game. All right, Tango, go for it. All right, uh, for Tango, I said uh, Hi-Fi Rush. I'm just going to read what I wrote. I wrote a couple <laughs> sentences. Hi-Fi Rush proved that these guys can do a lot more than horror. Now, instead of making another medium-sized game like Hi-Fi Rush, take what you've learned and do something much bigger, like Recore. If Recore didn't suck, fun, artistic, <laughs> open world. Action platforming style with fun writing, charm, and a killer soundtrack. Think Sonic Frontiers meets Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, I, I stand so by that. Like exact opposites. Yeah, no, no. I, I, well, because you like the tango that does horror, and I like the tango that does not that. And so, I, I, yeah, I, I want I want something that's like fast and open, open world and frenetic like Sonic Frontiers, but that's like really got really good combat and action for like a third third person action style game like ratchet and clank um but it has like a really nice visual style really badass soundtrack um yeah just a lot of like flair and style and and pizzazz yeah uh well if it makes you feel better i think your version of the studio is what's actually going to happen i think they're trying to get that more typical japanese audience out of tango so i think i think that's what you're going to get actually okay record record didn't suck coming up next um yeah it'll be hard to see what they do i don't know i they're gonna probably split into two teams is my understanding because i think um ghostwire tokyo is like still possibly getting a sequel that's not like written off oh wow i'm surprised i didn't think it did well it didn't that's why i I don't understand why but (laughs) we'll we'll have to wait and see It, it was pretty recently reported that there could be a sequel um under development yeah. All right, next up, The Coalition. Yeah, I, I think we're going to have a similar take on this one. Um, I, this is your Sony Santa Monica. This is your this is your Oscar-level um, studio. Uh, everything they make has that amazing level of quality. Nobody dislikes The Coalition. Uh, even if you ignore them, you don't dislike them. Um, so I'm going to say 
number one, keep Gears of War going. Wrap it up with Gears 6. To have a satisfying conclusion to the series with Gears 6. And then from there, your studio direction is to make something new, make an original IP, uh, and rip off Sony. This is what you're going to do with the initiative can't do you're going to rip off sony you're going to make the oscar bait game you are going to make the sad dad simulator or whatever you said uh you're going to make the next game that's going to get everyone talking about it for 40 years and while nobody has fun with it it wins 8 million game of the year awards so go for it coalition that is your studio direction yeah so okay so i'm going to do a little trickery i did basically say the exact same thing but i'm going to lead us off in the next studio because i'm going to do a a a tie-in so we have the coalition and then this next studio we're talking about is the initiative so i said uh for the coalition wrap up gears with a number six and then do an original ip um lean into the strengths your strengths which are combat and storytelling something entirely new would be very much appreciated this could be your sony santa monica if done right and take them after gear six take the initiative and put them in with coalition make them a like a like like you know like a collaborative pro- collaborative project and uh create this new ip this is your chance to out sony and shut up those people who are saying but we have god of war we have last of us we have ghost of tsushima and well now xbox has got one and here it is yeah that's great use for the initiative actually uh, <laughs> yeah I, I i completely agree what i wrote for the initiative is literally they're unproven i'm incredibly disappointed with everything we've heard so far uh whatever just make something already so yeah uh, <laughs> i completely agree with everything you just said perfectly acceptable yeah the coalition the initiative the prostate exam take all these teams (laughs) (laughs) next xbox team uh but yeah no i think i think people sleep on the coalition they're so good um but yeah let's let's move on this is one of my favorite ones um toys for bob so this is activision team let's let's hear it yeah they make like so far they've been doing like remakes of platformers and i think crash 4 which was an original platformer so basically what you they, said they also earlier, do a lot of call of duty support as well <laughs> yes so what you said earlier for double fine i'm gonna say for toys for bob either con- a new conquer game or a banjo kazooie you have the freedom to do I- I- either i prefer conquer but if you feel like that's too mature for toys for bob you can go the banjo kazooie route and keep it kitty and light and friendly uh, but that is toys for bob you're good at platformers keep doing platformers Okay, so remember at the beginning, uh, yeah, I, I we're at least on the same page that I want Toys for Bob to go away from Call of Duty and work on um, things with an art style. Um, so earlier <laughs> we talked about Alpha Dog Games, uh, the Mighty Doom mobile developer, and I said we'll come back to them when we talk about Toys for Bob. So here's my proposal for Toys for Bob. We bring back Skylanders, and it's called Skylanders, the New Age. But Toys to Life is dead. It's a fad. It's not coming back. So we're not going to make plastic toys and sell them at GameStops and Walmarts. Instead, what we're going to do is reinvent the concept of Skylander. So we'll still be kind of like a dungeon crawler, like Diablo-like kitty version of that experience. But um, instead of it being like you buy these toys and you scan them into a portal, instead now it has a companion app. So everything's digital. When you're playing the game, you unlock different characters, you get different characters, you play the game, you progress. But then when you're, but then you have this, um, this app that alpha dog makes that syncs to your save profile. And when you're on the go, when you're at school, when you're at, you know, the doctor's office or wherever, you're just not home. You can go on to the Skylanders new age app 
and it's like a companion app where you can like socialize with friends. You can like do various mini games. You can collect different items and do like daily challenges. And it has like a mobile game component to it where you can like unlock pieces, unlock characters, unlock various items that you can then port back into the base game when you're back home playing. And that way it has this kind of Pokemon effect of like, it's something to do on the playground at school with your friends. You can collect and trade and, and unlock and train and, you know, stat up your characters by like playing these mini games within the mobile game. That'll make them stronger. So when you go back into the game, now you can do this dungeon, you're a higher level and things like that. So you kind of like, it's like super game kind of like what I keep speculating Sega or Sonic's, um, no Sega Sega's new concept for their super game thing is all about where it's like you you merge the mobile game with the traditional $70 platform game and uh you find a way to expand that so you're con- you're consuming more of the uh of the player's time so yeah I love it man I think you it- are earning your paycheck more than I am as CEO of gaming <laughs> that, that that comes that's that's not me trying to do a good job for the podcast that's just me being passionate about kids games <laughs> all right <laughs> can't I uh, can't say I can't refute that. It's either that or Guitar Hero. <laughs> <laughs> they make the uh, they can make the little plastic guitars for you. Yeah. All right. Now we move on to Treyarch, the best Call of Duty developer. What do you have to say? Yeah. So again, kind of keeping it fast um, because I know time crunch. So I would lean into the zombie side of Treyarch. I thought they always did well with that. So I'm going to say use that kind of energy make one of those like kind of like spooky not horror first person shooters something kind of like a Redfall, where again it's not horror but it is kind of like oh this is like halloweeny it's spooky it's whatever there's maybe zombies maybe skeletons maybe whatever but it's a first person shooter set in that kind of like dark tim burtony kind of world i would take that i'll eat up anything with zombies so yeah um, for my Treyarch, I gave the boring answer. It's the exact same thing as Infinity Ward. I only want two developers really making Call of Duties now. It's Treyarch and Infinity Ward. So uh, in, Treyarch is permanently on Black Ops um, on Black Ops Duty. They do uh, every four years a new Black Ops game. So e- that means every two years you get a Call of Duty game, right? So it'll be like an Infinity Ward game and then two years. No, that doesn't make sense. It'll be every four years. My math is wrong. So every four years you'll get it. Wait, how does that work? Whatever. Four year death cycle means that. every two years you get a COD game. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes. So that I am right. So yes. So you get a black ops game every four years you get, uh, and then on the, on the off alternating years. So there'll be a year with a black ops game, then a year off then a year with a infinity ward game. Right. And then a year off then a year with a black ops game. Yes. That makes sense. So that's how we're going to do it. And you have a couple little support teams helping you out. Sledgehammers fine tuning some multiplayer details, but Treyarch is doing what they do best, making badass black ops campaigns, uh, that are set in, uh, slightly old times, but not future times because Black Ops 3 sucks and making kick-ass zombies uh, because zombies is the best. All right. Next up is Turn, <laughs> Turn 10 Studios. This is the original Forza guys. What do you put for this? Yeah, so I I don't like Forza very much. So I said, make it a little bit more arcadey. Sony will make a Twisted Metal TV show, but they won't make a Twisted Metal game. So turn 10, you get to make the Twisted Metal TV show because Playground is too busy making Fable or Black and White or whatever. Um, so you get to make the arcadey racer game. So it's cars that move fast and have guns on them and shoot other cars and have all kinds of fun, crazy chaos with a fun game to move your car in. God, I, I Forza, I just, ugh, I, it doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for me. So let's do something fun. Make again a vehicle combat game <laughs> with turn ten. 
<laughs> with actual licensed cars too so i can yes blow, <laughs> so can you blow can up all the minivans that are Teslas. slowing me down on the highway yeah oh <laughs> uh, yeah hell yeah feels powerful um <laughs> yeah for forza i this might sound lazy but i i think turn 10 is so good at what they do and they just need to keep doubling down on forza forza needs to continue to be a platform not an iterative every other you know buy whatever game every other year whatever um so double down on forza but also double down this like forza platform thing so have more social aspects i think they need to do like live events like mmos do where it's like oh this saturday there's a car meetup in forza and like you can like go to these meetups and like show off your cars and hang out with people and socialize and make it more of a social platform for like car heads because i I just think forza the thing forza needs is more like communal aspects but otherwise the game is already the best at what it does it's just it's a phenomenal sim racing game and just keep doing what you're doing yeah fair enough fair enough yeah and then next is Undead Labs. These are the State of Decay guys. What did you put for them? All right, so you're going to reboot State of Decay from the ground up. It is not going to be a live service game, um, but it is going to be your la- um, The Last of Us competitor. It is going to be your uh, very story-driven. It's going to be you know like Walking Dead, The Last of Us. Here's our bleak, dreary world. We're the survivors. Here's our emotional storytelling. But this time, let's have fun gameplay. Okay, please have fun gameplay, unlike... You know, The Last of Us is fine, but it's like walking straight and shooting a couple times and then crying a lot from storytelling. Let's let's have like a real game and do that kind of like The Last of Us thing and not live service. I'm so sure the next game is going to be live service. Yeah, see, I also want them to go in a very different direction with State of Decay, but still make State of Decay. But I don't want it to be as serious. I want mine to be a little a little more tonally like Left 4 Dead, where maybe it's kind of like a movie, like a zombie movie. But like I lean into the one. Yeah, but lean into the narrative aspect of it. State of K3 is really heavily into like the resource management and the survival aspects. And I, I know that's kind of the crux of the game, but I think you should adopt a new mentality and uh, make it a full like a fully polished triple A feeling non janky zombie game where it's not so like resource management heavy work with Trey Treyarch a little bit, AKA the gods of zombie video games. Um, and then, uh, make a really amazing first person. Now the game's switching from third person to first person, first person zombie combat with substantially more satisfying gameplay. Um, and then have it be open world kind of far cry sandbox style where it is this game of like trying to survive the night kind of, or I guess that'd be more like, um, like dying light. So yeah, something like 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 Dying Light meets like Left 4 Dead with like a more Call of Duty Zombies feel to it, where I want it to be like this story. Oh, dude, you know what'd be cool is if it was like the story is like you're in a zombie movie, but then it turns out the zombies are real. And now <laughs> you're like these this team of actors trying to survive a zombie apocalypse and you're like ill-equipped to do it. Uh, like that one Call of the Dead map and uh Oh, damn, uh, that's a real thing. Never mind. In fact, you know what? Shut down Undead Labs. I don't care about you guys. I just I just want the zombie fighting to feel satisfying and fun. Like, that's the problem with State of Decay is, like, it's cool I for agree. a little while, and then you realize it's, like, janky, and the mechanics don't feel that good. It's so focused on survival and resource management, and then I get yeah. bored and I move on. And the base building makes me think of those mo- mobile games that's kind of like Clash of Clans, where it's like, build your town, you know, do this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It does kind of look like a Facebook ad sometimes when you play it that does. game. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so just do anything other than what you've been doing and it should be good. 
Um, and then next up is we have two more world's edge. This is going to be maybe a challenging one. What did you put for them? So world's edge is actually like the initiative. They don't really make games themselves. They partner with other teams, right? So world's edge is the team tasked with shepherding the age of empires, uh, IP. Um, so on this one, I, I don't have much to say because they don't really make games. Uh, they just relic made age of empires four, and they did a great job. We don't really need world's edge doing anything at this point. So with that being said, I'm going to say all the way back when I said Playground is making black and white, World's Edge is going to collaborate with them on that since that's a new genre, new world for Playground to step into. World's Edge is going to, you know, kind of shepherd them through the process of making a strategy game. Um, And that's all. I'm not going to belabor that point. Mm. So I guess we're kind of in a similar vein where we want to go back and and touch on old RTSs. which I guess is kind of their specialty. So it makes sense. But for me, I, I said what world's edge needs, we need to do is um, because blizzard couldn't be trusted with remaking Warcraft games, um, <laughs> take old Warcraft and Starcraft games, give them to world's edge and have them like shepherd and create proper remakes and remasters of old Warcraft and Starcraft games, get them on console for the very first time. So Xbox players can enjoy these games. Some somehow retool them. So they're accessible on console. And then of course, make these remasters available on PC as well um, so that they can be modernized and enjoyed today. I'd play them. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Fuck you, Blizzard. Sorry. Uh, and then the last one is <laughs> Zenimax Online. This is your uh, ESO team, Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah, you skipped Xbox Game Studios publishing. <laughs> I <laughs> they don't count. Yeah, they don't. They don't I actually put an answer for them, so that's okay. funny. Okay, All right, then go ahead. What no, no, no. no. So Zenimax Online. I'll, I'll say I like what you guys currently have, but your new player experience sucks for everything for ESO and for Fallout seventy six. As a new player going in, these games are overwhelming. Uh, This is a common problem with live service games, and they have that problem. So number one, focus on fixing your new player experience. And number two, if you have to make a new game, uh, there was an online shooter called Enemy Territory Wolfenstein um, that was just like an online shooter and whatever. I'm going to let ZeniMax Online Spearhead bring about a new Wolfenstein Enemy Territory game. Um, Give us, yeah, like a big online shooter set in the, uh, I'm sorry, Machine Games Wolfenstein universe. Uh, and that's it. I'll, I'll leave you there. That'd be that. That's a good answer. Oh my! God. I'll take anything to Wolfenstein. More Wolfenstein would be good. Um, cool. So my Zenimax Online is kind of like a part two to my World's Edge, where I, I again, World of Warcraft. Now it's under Xbox. Need to get it on the console. Who's better at MMO console games than Zenimax Online? Take the Elder Scrolls Online guys and say you got to work with Blizzard and figure out how to get this game on on Xbox once and for all. And we're gonna get World of Warcraft onto Xbox. Yeah, yeah. I just I already gave that task to King, so yeah. <laughs> I already covered myself. <laughs> well, uh, King's so busy making money for me that I had to give to someone else. <laughs> Fair. All right, just throwing it out there. Xbox Game Studios Publishing was on this list for some reason, so I said that their task is to partner with Avalanche again to make another Rage game because Rage Two was severely underrated. That's it. <laughs> yeah, what they're making contraband right now. Yeah, but you could do better with a Rage Three. And besides, Rage contraband's 3. vaporware at this point. Yeah, Rage Three. Yeah, yeah you're gonna see. You're gonna see contraband at the Game Awards now, just for saying that. Yeah, and actually, I might. Yeah. That might actually happen. Cool. And that's well, it. That I, is all the Xbox studios. <laughs> yeah, this was this was fun. I liked doing this. Um, I, I was going to do some comments next, but Zencaster, I think, is about to boot me off because this recording is at an hour and 55 minutes. So 
we are going to have to basically round, you know, close out now. Um, but I did just want to say thank you for doing this with me. I had a lot of fun. Um, I'm sure if anyone listened all the way to the end, they're probably pretty upset about a couple things that were said. So please, I encourage you guys <laughs> to write in, tell us how you would have assigned these teams differently and, and things that we got wrong, things that infuriate you and make you want to, uh, make you want to stop your car and pull over and dry heave. And so let me know. Um, King really should have made, uh, I, I don't know, uh, overwatch three. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cronky real quick. Thanksgiving, uh, Turkey or ham, uh, Turkey. Wrong. Turkey, definitely. Yeah, mashed it's lower calorie. Mashed, mashed potatoes or stuffing? Stuffing. Wrong again. <laughs> uh, mac and cheese or green bean casserole? Mac and cheese, definitely. All right, apple pie or pumpkin pie? Apple pie. Uh, what else do you eat at Thanksgiving? Uh, gravy or, I don't know, what's another sauce? Gravy or ketchup? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the ketchup, I think. I'm not a big gravy person. Black Friday or Cyber Monday? Uh, I get Black Friday off work. I don't get Cyber Monday, so I'll take Black Friday. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Enjoy your ketchup turkey. Uh, <laughs> Black Friday. Apple pie. <laughs> Apple pie. <laughs> All right. Cool. All right. Well, thank you for doing this and thank you for everyone for listening. I know this is a little different as normally we don't do an episode that's kind of like this unless it's maybe like the very end of the year and there's literally nothing going on in the news. Uh, but I am in the moving process and it's a major holiday. So I feel like this is kind of fun, festive, although I, it's not technically Thanksgiving themed what we did. It's just I just forced it to be Thanksgiving uh, because I say it is. It doesn't make it Thanksgiving theme, but OK, <laughs> it's, a, it's OK. It works. Um, thank you, Cronky, for being here. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Have a safe and happy holidays. And if you're a Canadian listener, you already had Thanksgiving, so you're very confused why we're why we keep talking about this, aren't you? How are your dreams? Thank you.
call.